Once again, to the third edition of the Lost Art of Don't Even Say It. <laughs> what? <laughs> Before you speak. <laughs> the Lost Art of Wrestling. Kayfabe. Fuck you. <laughs> In crayon. <laughs> <laughs> no one knows that joke yet. <laughs> they will when I bring out my shirt. <laughs> Don't be cryptic. <laughs> Stop it. They're going to figure it out sooner rather than later. <laughs> so, welcome to Lost Art Kayfabe. Oh, the Bunkle solo show, that's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> no, of course, we are back. It's the third edition, the November edition. Uh, I'm, of course, Coxie, joined by the baddest man, the baddest man, the baddest man, <laughs> Billy the Boy Bunkle. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how I'm the baddest man, to be fair. You're the baddest man, the baddest man, the baddest man on the planet, Bunkle. <laughs> You're Jimmy the Boy. Jimmy the Boy. <laughs> If you were like a wrestler in the 50s, it'd be Jimmy the Boy Bunkle. Uh, yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> or even hold a title. I am still your boy! I'm everybody's boy. Because <laughs> you never held a title. Exactly. <laughs> so how have you been, Bunkle? Uh, yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. Uh, busy. Here in your suit. Well, you know, I thought I'd uh, spruce things up. <laughs> Keeping it classy as fuck. Yeah, classy as fuck. I've even had, I've had a shave and everything. I know, I'm amazed. Don't like yourself. <laughs> Win, winter beard, this mate. Winter growth. Winter growth. <laughs> My face stays nice and warm while yours is cold. I'm growing it back. I'm just... I'm, I'm just You're you taking know. it back? Yeah. Oh, no, I just... <laughs> honestly, I shaved it off so I can condition my beard better so it's softer. It's cool you're taking it back. Yeah. Beard monkey of a life. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting a look that just says fuck you. <laughs> Love it. You know it's true. <laughs> it even says on your back a beard monkey for life. I can see it. <laughs> but no, um, rather than going on a 13 minute rant again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it's a wrestling show, so you don't want to hear us talk about random shit and insult each other. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe later. <laughs> if I get paid enough. Which never happens. But. No, yeah. <laughs> One day. Hopefully. When we start shifting them t-shirts. Yeah. I'll move them out of the garage eventually. <laughs> like saying I've got hundreds of boxes in your garage that don't really exist. But there we go. <laughs> so yeah, um, we covered a lot of stuff last month. I can't even remember half of it again. Um, and we missed out on some bits as well. No, we did plan out what we were going to do though. We did, but I forgot it again. <laughs> Well, we, we, you keep we, messaging me when I have topics. Like, <laughs> we'll talk about this. Oh yeah, how's things? Ten, ten like messages later. Where's the topics? I can't find them. <laughs> well, good luck. <laughs> Thanks, mate. I'm giving you ideas, bro. <laughs> so, so I'm the talent. <laughs> yeah, Booker, talent. Yeah. So. I'm straight. 
and the lava and the volcano. <laughs> the lava bunkle. Well, you know, like I say, it's like Amber Lesnar and your Paul Heyman. And you're the advocate. Yeah. Hold on, one second, I've got to do this. I'm in the Cesaro section! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that um, lasted long. <laughs> it did. And now I'm back from the Cesaro section. <laughs> one thing I don't understand is why they paired him with Sheamus after a best of seven. Because what else are you going to do with him? Say, creative has nothing for you. Bye bye! Yeah, but no, but you don't want to do they that because do, but... yeah, but that's the thing. A, you shouldn't do yeah. that, and B, <clears throat> they're both talented wrestlers. They both have the look that the WWE like. It's just what else are you going to do? Like I thought, the League of Nations would work really well for Sheamus, yeah. and they killed that really quickly, mainly because of Del Rio's injury, I believe. But you know that could have been something quite good, and you know, but Del Rio sucks. Um, it is like a Nexus style takeover, yeah. Maybe like where they, where they destroyed Raw all that time. Yeah, well, I mean, what I kind of expected from it was like almost a little bit. What I was hoping for really was kind of something like a lead, like uh, you know, a team Canada type thing that was happening in TNA, yeah. where it's all like them banded together versus you know, oh well, they're trying like nation know. of domination. Yeah, yeah. Exactly, that Nation kind of thing. Of domination. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's like these guys are relatively talented, and they're all being held down and held back because they, you know, and they think it's because they're foreign. You and know, then we have the social outcasts. Yeah, well, that's a different story. <laughs> they're in a movie. Oh dear God, no! Oh yeah, is what? it the Mar- the Marine Five or the Marine Four? The fifth one. Yeah. Oh dear. The Marine Four. Oh, sorry. Yeah, the Marine Five, because there was the Marine One with John Cena, the Marine Two with Ted DiBiase Jr. that nobody talks about, the Marine Three with the Miz, yeah. the Marine Four with the Miz and Summer Ray, and now the Marine Five with the Miz and the Social Outcasts. Oh dear. Oh yeah. It's not the budget version of the Expendables. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm hoping they're the bad guys and he like <laughs> murders them in like really funny <laughs> scenes. Yeah, but this is like Bo Dallas, like, just there, uh, constantly smiling, going, even like setting rockets off, going, you need to believe! <laughs> and so like, he suddenly dies, like, falling out a window or something, like, not because of anything else, he just falls out a window. Yeah. He's still, he's even called, still called Bo. I wouldn't be shocked. <laughs> he should be. <laughs> well, I'm not going to watch it, that's for you to do. <laughs> oh, thanks. I'm expecting, like, Kurt Saxel to die by some kind of stupid net breaker in the middle of the street or something. <laughs> Swing a netbreaker over a car. <laughs> Something's really ridiculous. Why is the Miz doing this? Because they stole his dog. <laughs> Where did you get the idea for this story? We watched John Wick. John Wick, which was a good movie. We watched Loaded Weapon 1. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, Miz is back for his third movie. Oh dear. His third Marine movie. <laughs> Dealist celebrity. Oh yes. <laughs> but well, it's sort of like movie star Miz, isn't it, currently? With yeah. Maric, they bought Maurice that, back. That's why he is movie star Miz. Because he keeps going bought, off and doing these they movies. He should have brought him back as like the Marine Miz. He's had him be a complete badass <laughs> or something, maybe. Yeah, but it would have sucked because he would have come out and been John Cena. And the Miz doesn't do John Cena. 
The Miz beat Sean Cena. <laughs> the Miz beat Sean Cena at WrestleMania. <laughs> In one of the greatest WrestleMania moments of all time. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> as well as like a 30 minute Michael Cole Jerry Lola match, which Michael Cole bosses most of the match. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Michael Cole undefeated at WrestleMania, bitches. <laughs> to, um, Bring to back quote, the coal mine. <laughs> to quote uh, Adam from the AU podcast, for fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> but yeah, no, Cesaro Sheamus, don't know why they're a tag team. They got beat on Raw as well the other, this week. I can't remember who they faced. Some team that wasn't a tag team. Um, I can't. I, I can't remember. I did read it was, was it Jericho and Rollins or something like that? Was it like a six man? It may have been a six man. Might have been a six man. It's to go home for Survivor Series. This yeah, week. yeah. But it was just like, why? You spent all this time building them up as like two wrestlers that was just as good as each other to then put them in a tag team to then job them out. It's just like, oh, yeah. waste of time. Oh wait, <laughs> tag teams, waste of time. Unfortunately, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't mean that they are a waste of time. I just mean WWE sees them as a waste of time. Yeah, you know. But then we'll have our one of our big four events is a based on a, a six man tag match. Yeah, or it used to be a ten man tag match at one point. Oh, that was it. it. Was a couple? Was it a couple of weeks ago? They had Sheamus and Cesaro go over the New Day. Who are the time? Who are the tag champs? Possibly. Why? Yeah. Why? No, I know New Day have held the belts for like ever, and they're getting a little stale, but. Well, they've been demolition now for the longest title reign. Well, the longest consecutive title reign, I believe. Yay! So. <laughs> Who's their competition on Raw? Name a tag team that isn't Cesaro and Sheamus. The club. I think it's that. Well, the club who are a perennial heat. Yeah. Because one of them's a massive tool bag. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, we could have the Usos who wear heels when they wear black bin bags. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, they can fuck themselves. <clears throat> to be fair, at least they turned them heel. They did something different with them rather than the usual bland baby faces with a stupid hacker at the beginning yeah, of their entrance. Yeah, but even the Usos got stale after a while, mate. Yes. The Usos like... have been stale since, like, day two. <laughs> when everybody realised, oh, right, yeah, they might be related to Rikishi, but they're not as good as he was. They're not as entertaining. And... Um, we just keep them around because we have to have some Samoan family in here yeah. which is literally why they have a job <laughs> bring back JTG <laughs> yes mate crime time crime time yeah <laughs> that went far but yeah no go on next one next tag team up next tag team um, Cass and Big Cass and Enzo do they still wrestle as a tag team yes do they yes when's the last time they won the was it? What was the last paper you they had? Hell in a Cell. No, it was like an episode of Raw. It was like the Halloween, not um, yeah, Halloween Street Fight thing they had. Oh, and with the pumpkins the, and shit. Yeah, they beat the club, but it's like it's pointing out in Botchamania. He had to. Um, they put like a pumpkin on the head of uh, Luke Gallows. Right. And he basically had to hold it on. <sighs> Fucking retarded. Sorry, excuse my language. No, it's fine. It's... Oh yeah, we're eight is explicit. Yeah. Sweet. This yeah. isn't, this no. isn't the, the family-friendly Steve Austin <laughs> show that's never won an award. Yeah. I'm not saying that we've won an award. Yet. But, yeah. Yet. Yet. 
someday, hopefully. When we get Ellsworth um, on. <laughs> the boy. King of boys. <laughs> Merch boy. <laughs> Where's your James Ellsworth t-shirt? I'm going to put that on the list. <laughs> yeah. Chris Jericho, the only man in the world who can get piece of paper over. <laughs> man of a thousand holds. Well, well yeah, thousand and four holds, or whatever it was. <laughs> thousand and four holds. Yeah. Just like hold damn. number one. Um, <laughs> but no, I I don't know what they're going to do with him. I'm guessing they're going to tease that they're going to beat the New Day. They'll probably get beat by the New Day at the, the next big pay per view that they have a tag team match on that's a regular tag team match and then they'll split them up because they'll re- you know one will blame the other for all the losses and then we'll have another feud with them yay fucking wonderful <laughs> that's exactly what I want more Cesaro and fucking Sheamus it reminds me in a way of like the um, Canyon Raven tag team alright like they both fought, when they're in WCW it's like they've sort of like they never sort of really got on but they weren't to be like friends. It was really weird. Alright. Well, here's the thing about the Cesaro Sheamus thing. Did a best of seven yeah. after they've already had two matches. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, normally we get bored after two matches. <laughs> yeah. But then you want to give us another seven? <laughs> yes. Seven of the same shit. Yeah. Wonderful. <laughs> I don't like that Seamus win like the first three or something. I, I don't know. I can't say I followed it that much. Because I knew where this was going. Yeah. This was going to uh, a time limit draw. Just over seven matches. It's like, nobody wants to do the job. <laughs> nobody needs to go over clean. No, we can't do that. Uh, uh, tag team, yes. <laughs> That'll stop this. And stall everybody for several months until we can figure something else to do with them. Just Teddy Long dressed as like Yoda. (laughs) (laughs) Appears like somewhere in the arena rafters. Tag team match player! (laughs) And there's video matches going, Teddy? (laughs) (laughs) But no. Other than that, I'm actually quite enjoying the brand brand split, to be honest. It seems to have been quite good. I'm not too sure on the... um, the, the actual draft itself and the draft picks and stuff I think that was a little strange you know um, was it because was it like AJ Styles was like the fourth pick or something I think so yeah it's like why would you not pick the champion of the world first yeah ridiculous <laughs> I understand that like cause it was like did they pick Braun Strowman ahead of him possibly yeah what a man who had like one singles match in his career gets picked over the champion of the world and possibly the greatest wrestler of all time. The second coming of Shawn Michaels because Shawn Michaels is held so highly it's fucking ridiculous. And you don't pick him? Uh, retarded. <laughs> booking. Uh, yeah, shit booking, to be honest. Charlotte was picked ahead of him. Charlotte. The woman's yeah. champion. Yeah. Why? <laughs> Why? <laughs> Stupid. Stupid. Well, speaking of Charlotte, um, I've not watched it, and I'm no doubt you haven't watched it either. There was the Hell in a Cell match. Yeah. Well, just the the actual pay per view because it was the first time in well, the first time in a very very long time that a woman's match has headlined an actual pay per view. I haven't seen the match. I've seen the bumps. 
I've seen gifts of the bombs. <laughs> well, close, close enough. <laughs> close enough. Um, from what I've read, it wasn't quite as good as it was expected. Um, but I understand why they've got two women main event in the pay per view. Or essentially main event in the pay per view. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it was the main event match <laughs> on the card, but um, why, why they were in that spot, I understand it. Because um, you obviously we've got this big push now that you know women are just as good as wrestling as men, and you know we want to push this division. And because they do have talented women's wrestlers now, which yeah, yeah, great, fine, they do. Um, but. Again, for just based on what I've read and what I've heard and stuff like that, um, people seem to say there's always like a, a lack of chemistry really between Charlotte and Sasha. And though they always put on great matches, you're always guaranteed a botch or a right. couple of botches. Now, whether that's down to Charlotte not being as good as she thinks she is, uh, or whether that, as is speculated, or whether it's down to just, like I say, a lack of chemistry between the, the two competitors. Mm-hmm. Um, keep doing it. That's the only way that you're gonna get that it's gonna get over. You yeah. can't bottle it now. Yeah. Yeah. Keep pushing it. Keep pushing it. But you need somebody different to face because mm. you can't just have Sasha Banks and Charlotte headline every single pay per view or be in every single woman's title match. Haven't we had that as a male guy? Oh, it was it. Watson. Yeah, <coughs> yeah, but the, the the crowd gets bored of that. Yeah, there are there are other talented female wrestlers. There's the little Japanese girl in NXT who is brutal as fuck <laughs> from what I've read and stiff as hell. Um, but everything I've seen of her, every match that I've seen of hers has been good. It's been good quality. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to think Bailey's highly underrated. It's just I'm not so sold on the hugging gimmick. I don't know if that is a gimmick. It is. Um, but I'm not kind of sold on that. That just seems daft. Um, though I do like the uh, uh, Bailey to Bailey suplex. Yeah. I quite like that. It's quite good, actually. I quite like that as a finisher, like a signature move, which... Maybe I quite I, I like it's, it's going like back I, to stuff like that. It's like I said on the Rad podcast, though, the other week on Paul's show. I sort of said it... Is it me or does Bailey constantly look emotional? Yeah. Like, she comes out and she's going to cry. Yeah. And it's like, oh, look at you. Like, yeah, yeah, you want a pat her on the head. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You see, mm, yeah, again, I suppose we're trying to get away from what I remember as women's wrestling, really, because, you know, I remember, well, bimbos. Yeah. Really, for lack of a better description, bimbos, um, and then... Trish Stratus and Lita, really, who could actually wrestle. And then mm-hmm. it was always the one that looked a bit like a man who could wrestle, you know, like Jazz or, you know, there's always one of them <laughs> around, you know, True. just as the technical shit. Yeah. Um, you know, but we, I'm glad they are getting away from it, but they have to keep it up mm. and they have, they can't bottle it. And WWE has a big thing about bottling things really quickly yeah. as soon as oh right ratings have dropped one week right we've got a bail on this we've got to get out of this we've got to do something completely different we've got to take the title we've got to move it we've got to do this it's like no <laughs> stick it out this, yeah? this reminds me of that um, I think it was on the last episode we were talking about it it was Del Rio was champ oh and yeah the yeah. real low war rating right put the bell back on Cena yeah <laughs> yeah well that, it's uh, they did it with, to be fair they did it with Dolph Ziggler and I didn't understand why they did it with Dolph Ziggler 
Del Tigler wins the title. Massive crowd reaction. Yeah. Everybody loved it. Like, well, wrestling fans on the internet loved it. <laughs> yeah. And then he got a concussion. Fine. Right. But you still don't need to bail on it that quick. You don't yeah. need to get out of there. And then they were like, shit, no, we need to do something. We need to do something. We need to get the belt off and put it back on Del Rio. Put it back on Del Rio. And it was like, why? Yeah. Why would you put it on Del Rio? Because you already know he's not a draw. Mm. But they were just like, no, panic, get it off him, get it off him, get it on him, get it on him, get it on him. And then they broke up the whole faction that he'd got and everything, like, took Big E away from him, took AJ away from him. And it was like, so that thing that you got us emotionally invested in, to the point where we cheered like maniacs when he won the title and yeah. he cashed in, won the belt, and <laughs> we were sold on that guy. And you bottled it after two weeks. And did the complete reverse of what everybody wanted put it back on a guy who nobody cares about nobody cared about when he returned nobody will ever care about because mm. he's a waste of fucking time no offence um, and then Ziggler got relegated back to the mid card and he's still in mid card hell in fact he's I think he's got the most losses of any current rostered employee or something daft like that wow <laughs> And now they're trying to... Oh, and then they put the... Recently, they put the Intercontinental title on him and then they took that off him. And they yeah. bailed on that after three weeks. Something like that, yeah. Was... But, they bail, but they bailed on that to then put the belt on the Miz for him then, supposedly, to drop it at Survivor Series anyway. Yeah. So Miz is going to hold the belt for one week. Why didn't you just... <laughs> why? Why? Why didn't you just have Sami Zayn go over Ziggler? Yeah. It's... It might have meant more. Yeah. Like, Miz is just getting another title reign for the sake of it. Hey, look, he's got three time in a Cornell champion. Yeah, but, okay, this, like, the second time, his run was, rel- it feels like it's been relatively long. And then it's like, yeah, no, one week. Oh, great, wonderful. Yeah. Because <laughs> they were supposed to be doing a thing where they're putting the belt on people for long periods of time now, so that they're, you know, so that they build up, you know, these people as champions and then they can move on to the main event when they drop the mid-card belt. Like I was hoping Rusev might move up to the main event because he's dropped the mid-card belt. And no, they're sticking him in the same fucking feud. Yes. <laughs> Wonderful. Yeah, I've got the belt. Mm. I'm going to lose to Roman Reigns. Now I have to have my rematch against Roman Reigns. So I'm going to lose again. Now yeah. I have to have another rematch because I lost it last time. Yeah. And we were bored <laughs> five matches ago. <laughs> Because you've been battling each other for like six months. Yeah. And I understand you're trying to build... Like, again, they're trying to build up this mid-card title and say, look at these two guys who could easily be in the main event battling over the, to this title. Mm. But, no, we get bored. The one thing I actually really hate is rematch clauses because it's stupid. Yeah. It's like, let's put this match on pay-per-view. It's Rusev versus Roman Reigns. Then the next night on Raw for free, you've got Rusev and Roman Reigns. Oh, wonderful. So I didn't have to pay for the pay-per-view because I get the same match the next night on Raw yeah. because they haven't had time to then think up a brand new match so they do exactly the same match mm. apart from maybe a slightly different finish. Yeah. Wonderful. <laughs> wonderful. No. Fuck rematch clauses off. Forget it. Lose your belt, move on to something new. Yeah. Yeah? So we got fresh. Yeah? Rusev should be challenging Kevin Owens. And I know it's heel on heel, but Kevin Owens is easily a face. Mm. Yeah? He's that tweener character. And he's got Jericho with him. He's just gold. Yeah. Everything he touches is gold, <laughs> pretty much. And I know he's lost a step in the ring, but I don't care. 
as a mouthpiece, he's going to be like Paul Heyman-esque eventually. I'm not saying he's going to be the same style, but he's going to be reacted to the same. Mm-hmm. So, roll with it, you know. Um, there is that thing I always know I never really liked where it's like they, they lose paper, they lose the belt on pay per view or something, or they lose their shot on the pay per view. Mm. Gets a roar the following night, and it's like, oh, I'm cha- I'm challenging you for the belt again, but we're going to do it tonight. And then some more forty three comes out and goes, well, you aren't going to you aren't going to go for it, but not tonight. You're going to have yeah. to wait till the next pay per view, which is yeah. four weeks away. But yeah. for now, you two are going to team tonight in a tag team match. Uh, yeah, and they'll go over like the tag champs. Yeah. Yeah, no, hate that as well. I agree. That's the <sighs> bitched about it on one of the previous <laughs> episodes actually when they did that with the Miz and Cena, and it was like, no, you're not going to fight each other on this free show. You're going to fight at the next pay per view, but you're going to challenge the tag team champions in a title match, and they fucking won. Yeah. And then the next week they dropped it back to them. Why? Didn't they do that well, like Batista and Edge, possibly? Yeah, I think they've done it with Batista and Mysterio before they were a tag cha- before they were a, a tag team as well. Yeah. So fuck that shit. <laughs> Way to make the tag division look weak. <laughs> yeah, it's not just crushing one team; it's crushing the whole of the division in one fucking match for the sake of a one-week title reign. Yeah, which means nothing and just shows how little the belts mean to you. Mm. So, no, I hate that kind of shit. Just move on. Keep it... Like, it should be a rotation. There are that many talented wrestlers out there nowadays. Mm. You can rotate easily. Like, they're doing... I know the Survivor Series is a bit different because you've got the team matches. But coming out of Survivor Series, the last thing I want is Kevin uh, Kevin Owens, Seth Rollins again and... AJ Styles and Dean Ambrose again. That's yeah. the last thing I want. What I want is something new, something new, because you can. Because this is the prime opportunity to clear it, clear the slate of all that shit, and start again. Mm. And from now, you can build to the Rumble. So that's a good couple of months. Build to the Rumble, and then at the Rumble, you can start your road to WrestleMania. Yeah. So you've got two refresher points coming up. Mm-hmm. Then you could make. You can make stars in that period of time. Yeah. You know what I mean? You could, I don't know who they're looking at bringing up from NXT next. I know they keep talking about it. Like Daniel Bryan's like, oh, I'd like trade somebody to Raw and get this guy or whatever. Great. Fine. Do it. It'd be interesting. Yeah. And I wouldn't mind seeing stuff like, oh, I'll trade Ziggler to Raw and get the club from Raw. Yeah. So like, okay, it's a two for one. Yeah. But I don't mind stuff like that because they they the club should be seen as a single entity. You ain't going to split them up already, hopefully. Christ God. <laughs> um, but again, then you've got Ziggler over on Raw and then Ziggler can be involved in the US title matches. Yeah. Ziggler and Roman Reigns, I don't think I've ever seen that before. In fact, I know I haven't seen it before. Mm. I'd be quite interested to see what match they put on. I don't like Roman Reigns at all. I don't <laughs> think he's got it. Um, You'd also want to see it partially just to see how Dolph Ziggler is selling the Superman punch. Well, yeah, that would be quite funny. But even so, it's it's fresh, it's new, and the good thing about the bland split is that you can do stuff like that. You, uh, I don't think they'll ever do it, but at some point you could see a swing where they swap champions. Yeah? So you trade mm. your champions over, but... It'll be like it wouldn't. That wouldn't almost be like the important part of the trade. Like, 
because I'm, I'm going to like the way the Americans will see it is it's like the NFL because in the NFL you only you make <coughs> trades for yeah. people yeah you don't you could even like almost give them draft picks from for stars who are coming up from NXT mm. so you could might say oh well I've got the number one draft pick of the people who are coming out of NXT so I could pick Shinsuke Nakamura with my number one draft pick but I'm not going to trade my draft pick and I'll give so I'm Daniel Bryan and I decided my draft pick is worth X amount because I can get Shinsuke Nakamura but I'm going to give you my number one draft pick yeah. so you get the so Raw gets the first two picks on Raw yeah mm-hmm. and I'll take Finn Balor over to Smackdown and then you get Finn Balor, AJ Styles, and yeah. you just think, that's, yeah, wank bank material, <laughs> that match. You could probably get off, because that match would be amazing. Randy in South Park. Yeah. Oh! Yeah. Oh! It, it was a ghost! This uh, is ectoplasm! It was a ghost. Uh, space ghost. <laughs> exactly. But just, you know, think about the possibilities that you could do with it. I, I highly doubt that they're going to do something this cool, because they just won't. But... There is so much that you could do now with this and how fresh you could keep it just with the same... I'm not saying that you've got to go get loads of brand new talent, but even with the same talent, you could just freshen up all the time. Yeah. Always rolling. Yeah? Like, I wouldn't mind, I wouldn't mind seeing him trade The Miz because he said if The Miz got beat by Ziggler, then he'd trade him over to Raw and mm. take somebody from Raw. I wouldn't have minded that. Yeah. The Miz isn't going to... He's not going to be in the main event picture on SmackDown at this moment in time. He's just not. So trade him across. So you trade him and say, trade him for Cesaro. And then Cesaro comes over to SmackDown and then Cesaro is immediately inserted into that Intercontinental title division area. Yeah. yeah. And okay, so maybe he gets... So he challenges Ziggler, has a couple of great matches with Ziggler or whatever, and then gets beat and... Oh, but we've built him up to be a star because the match was really, really good. Yeah, and we know he's a good worker. Why can't he then go and face... AJ Styles will be in that title picture, being like the number one contender picture. Yeah, yeah. The possibilities are, are all there. It just takes somebody to see it, and unfortunately, the possibilities are there. But it could get to that thing. like, well, we have Cesaro. We can put him on SmackDown. But oh, I know what we'll do. We'll put him in a fatal four way for yeah. the belt. So we'll have AJ, Dean Ambrose, The Miz, and Cesaro in a fatal four way for the belt. Yeah. Right. So we know those two aren't don't matter. Yeah. So it mainly only been meant to be about AJ and Ambrose. Yeah. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I don't. You don't do. But that's what they will do. I know that's what they will do. That's what I'm saying. You don't do. Yeah. Because nobody. Wa- Dean Ambrose, to me, is kind of he's kind of stuck. Yeah. He's in the main event picture, but I don't actually think he is main event. Yeah. Um, and I'm not saying he's not talented enough to be. I'm not saying. He, isn't you know over enough to be I just I don't get it yeah I don't get what people see the lunatic fringe yeah but what makes him such a lunatic Mm. I've you know every single match I've seen him have has been the same and I don't I just don't get it I don't (laughs) and I know I know he's like you know he's got my boy with him and whatnot but (laughs) James Elworth's interesting Dean Ambrose isn't interesting. James Ellsworth is making him interesting. Yeah. And, yeah, I just, I don't get it. It's, it, I don't have this, I, I, it's, it's almost the same with Roman Reigns. I just don't have the feel that these guys belong where they are. And I don't know why they've been put where they are. Yeah. 
you know, I'd much rather see change it up. We've seen this for a few weeks now. Change it up. They can go back down into the mid-card level or just, you know, a couple of steps below where they are now, fighting, always fighting over the title, always in the main event, and do something different with him. They've kind of done it to an extent with Roman Reigns. They dropped him back down after, you know, the title runs or whatever, and he never got over. Mm. And they've tried to put him in the US title matches and stuff. And it's worked to an extent. But again, it's getting stale already because he's always facing Rusev. You need to elevate Rusev and keep Roman Reigns where he is and give him somebody fresh. Yeah. Give him somebody that can do something different with him. You can give him Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn can put anybody over. Yeah. And I, I don't doubt that he'd get a decent match out of him. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I, think, I, I think Roman Reigns just needs like a complete like rehash. Like He needs to sort of go away for a bit. Like a month or two, well, and then just come back new, new, not so much new gimmick, but new attire, new music, yeah. new so he, move set. It just makes you think of the Shield, yeah, because he's not changed no. since he came up. What four years ago now? Maybe Something more. Like I don't know. I mean, what if you, if you could swing a trade? So let, I don't know, let's say you're the you're uh, Mick Foley, right? Yeah, and you could swing a trade with SmackDown. Who would you want a trade for? Who? <laughs> And I'm make it realistic. I'm not saying go. Oh well, I'll give you. Um, I don't know. I can't even think of any jobbers that are on Raw. <laughs> uh, think of a jobber. Jobber on Raw. Yeah. Um... I'll give you one of these little douchebags that keeps getting wrecked by Braun Strowman, and <laughs> I'll take and I'll take AJ Styles. I'll say something daft like that. Make it yeah. like a like a legitimate trade you could actually see happen. Like I don't know, big show for somebody. You know, Hate the big show. You can fuck off. The problem is, I can't remember, I can't remember who's on Raw and SmackDown apart from, like, I know there's, like, Cass and Enzo and the club. Well. Um, let's have a look. There's, I'd, I'd probably get rid of Braun Strowman first. I know he's, like, a big guy and that's what they want, but I'm not a fan of him. Okay, well, let's say Braun Strowman, so... Think about the way that he's being built, right. yeah, and the way he's been put over. Who on the other side would you want, uh, or do you think you could get Corbin? Corbin's on Raw, isn't he? No, Corbin's on SmackDown. Oh, I thought he's on Raw. No, because that's why Shane O'Mac stepped in. All oh, right. So this is how out of touch I am. <laughs> I shouldn't. We'll come on up. to that. We'll come on to that in a bit. <laughs> that, uh, um, to the Shane O'Mac stepping up. Um, I'm trying to find the roster and it's not it's not cooperating. You can't find the roster. I'm just trying to find it now on the. Uh, see if I can find like a list somewhere of the actual. Oh, there we go. I've got it. It's coming up now. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm not really a fan of. Braun Strowman, I'm not a fan of Baron Corbin either. I I'm not a fan a of Corbin. Stale, in a way. He was stale when he started, uh, to be honest. <laughs> I'm just, again, he's another one of them that I don't see what he's got that they're so enamoured with. Yeah. He's going bald, and he does, for a big guy, he doesn't look like a big guy. Mm. He looks unimpressive. See, if I was getting rid of Braun Strowman, I'd probably take. I just had it on the list. Uh, off SmackDown, give me Apollo Crews. Yeah, that's a fair trade. So. Yeah, yeah, but again, so 
so you take Apollo Crews, what are you going to do with him? Where are you going to position him? You're going to say he's going to be in the Roman Reigns picture? Or are you going to build him up to the Roman Reigns bit? Because at the moment, I, I think on SmackDown, he doesn't really do a lot. No. So I'd bring him in, but I'd have to build him up. Yeah. Um, but then I'd sort of go in for that Roman Reigns picture. Yeah, yeah. But would I turn him heel or whatever? Or could he sort of... He doesn't have a gimmick. This is the this is the thing, the thing I have with Apollo Cruz. He doesn't have a gimmick. He doesn't. Ha- he's athletically he's brilliant. Yeah. He's unbelievable. Some of the stuff that a guy that size can do, but he doesn't. There's nothing backing that up. He's just. Hey, look, this guy can work. Yeah. So. <laughs> um, I'd probably would you give him a mouthpiece? Yes. So who would you give him? Oh, he's a mouthpiece. Um. Would you start? Would uh, the thing I want? I wouldn't to make see... him a Paul Heyman guy, right? Right. At first. Well, no. I mean, Paul Heyman's like the upper echelon. He only manages Brock Lesnar at the moment. Yeah, but for he's a gone, reason. He's had like Apollo. Uh, not he's had Curtis Axel, hasn't he, and stuff. And that, yeah, yeah, and but that, and Ryback. Yeah, Ryback. but that could have been good. No, but Paul they, again, CM Punk wasn't it? They bottled that though, because what they should have done is rather than Paul Heyman just randomly having one guy and Brock Lesnar. They could have built a stable, yeah, with it, and the this stable could be Paul Heyman guys, and you know what? That would have been really interesting mm. because you take a bunch of guys who need mouthpieces and give them the best mouthpiece in the business, yeah, yeah, and we get more Paul Heyman, which is always a good thing. But again, would you, if you're Mick Foley, would you insert yourself as his manager? I know you're the general manager of Raw, but what's to say that you can't also manage a, a wrestler there? He's your pick. He's your boy. True. Um, I possibly would in that. Foley's a good, good on the mic. Well, yeah, true. relatively good on the mic. Um, I possibly would. I'm trying to think who else there is. is... Well, just think of anybody. I'm just trying to think of like actual... Uh, People like managers and stuff. Well, I'd almost look at it as you could pretty much convert anybody into a manager if you wanted to. Anybody who's good in the mic, anyway. Yeah. Mm. The WWE's kind of moved away from actual managers for the majority nowadays, which is why you see Paul Heyman's only got Brock Lesnar. Yeah. Yeah, because they've moved away from the whole actually having managers and it being about like money and stuff like that, which I kind of miss. Personally, but see, I'd consider giving him someone like Arn Anderson. Arn Anderson would be sweet. Um, or like currently down in the next team, we've got Paul Ellering, who is the manager of the Road Warriors. He's managing oh, the officers y- of pain. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Well, like you say, that it almost gives him an identity. Yeah. Which is what I think he, he he in particular is struggling for. Well, he needs something like... Um, he needs a gimmick, first of all, really. Yeah. I'm not saying doing them as like a road warrior or something, but like... Fit, fit, like fit his athleticism into it. Fit the things he can do. Yeah. Like, because he was Uha Nation originally. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, we, we broke the wall. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
We've broken the internet. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's like sort of. I'm not saying like because he can do like the he does the gorilla pla- the gorilla press into the like the standing moonsault. Yeah. Why not do like an ultimate? Yeah, an ultimate, like, an warrior, ultimate warrior sort thing. of gimmick. I know like they sort of did like the rip off and obviously like the renegade and stuff and yeah, but, but do a sort of. Don't make it quite as mad. Yeah. <laughs> Essentially. Don't don't sacrifice the two pilots. Yeah. Um, and load the spaceship with the rocket fuel. Yeah. <laughs> but do something like that, sort of give him a, a warrior-style gimmick. Yeah. Of like yeah. A, an unstoppable... Force. Yeah. Yeah. No, that would make sense, because, I mean, what you do is you build him up with jobber matches, which they are seem to be wanting to harken back to a little bit, mm. but... Like, you could have him do like all his amazing effect things with cruiserweights, yet not just kill the cruiserweights, because mm. the cruiserweights can do all that stuff as well. Yeah. But when you see the this guy who's like sixty pounds heavier than them doing the same kind of moves, yeah. that would put the cruiserweights over because obviously it's a little guy versus a big guy, David versus Goliath stuff, and they can you know battle against him and you know make it a bit of a back and forth. Mm. But then when he pulls out some like the amazing stuff that he can do, that we know he can do, and then beats them in the you know always goes over. Yeah, the cruiserweights look like a cruiserweight, but it doesn't make them look weak, and he gets elevated. Yeah, you know as long as what well, I always tend to find is as long as it's a good match. Both guys can come off looking good, even the loser. Yeah. yeah. Which is why I'm saying that if you lose your title belt, like Rusev did, you can still elevate him because it can be a good match, and then he, you know, he, but it could be a really good match, still loses, and then can still get elevated. Yeah. Yeah. Rather than doing like stupid shit, like I saw the other week where, um, was it Lana came out to talk to Roman Reigns and was like, oh my God, don't put Roman Reigns on the mic. And mm. it was like the fucking opening segment of Raw yeah. of Roman Reigns promo. And I was just like, oh, shoot me in the face. <laughs> Rusev doesn't know I'm here. Of course he does. He's watching it. Mm. He's in the back. We know he's fucking in the back. You silly bitch. But no, it's sort of like, get Apollo Crude off TV for a bit. Yeah. And have him... Toy around, not in NXT, but have him toy around with the gimmick off camera of like a war, ultimate mm-hmm. warrior style. Yeah, in house give shows. him give him the high energy music. Yeah, give him the the, like the bright gear yeah. and just sort of well work on your move set. Sort of keep like the gorilla press into the yeah. salt and stuff, and then have like Paul Othering or Arn Anderson or whatever bring this guy in. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I know what you mean. I know what you mean because. Again, it builds up mystique when he doesn't speak yeah. as well. I mean, Arn Anderson is a great promo. Mm-hmm. Highly, very underrated, uh, at least for his time, I, I think. Um, you know, never really, at least when I started watching, we never really held, like, you know, main sing, you know major singles titles and yeah. stuff like that. But though, did, thing did, I uh, say... did pin Hulk Hogan clean, though? <laughs> well, unless you do give him Paul Heyman, but have Heyman not refer to him as a client. Yeah. And just sort of like someone, like, I don't know, someone big or like, I don't know. Well, that was like, he, rather, you could all, you could give him Paul Heyman, but do it in where Paul Heyman, okay, normally we only ever see Paul Heyman coming out and talking for Brock Lesnar, mm. but do it where 
you almost get Heyman involved in more backstage stuff, more backstage segments and talking about, you know, what he's watching and stuff like that and always bigging him up just that little bit, you know, right at the end of each promo. Yeah. You know. And then so you're like, All right, so he's so he's like, you know, obviously he thinks this guy's good and whatnot and you get that little bit of a rub from Paul Heyman who's putting your name over, putting you out there type thing. Well I just thought then, sort of saying that, either have have something like that or have like have a guy it's not like Braun Strowman who's just yeah. ploughing through people every yeah. week. Never really had a proper challenge. Yeah. He's out, comes out, expects him a jobber. Yeah. Paul Heyman just walks out. Yeah. Oh, you've beat this guy, you've beat this guy, you've beat this guy. Now, I have a challenge for you. Yeah. Have fun. <laughs> and then he just sort of stood there, like that, sort of grabbing his jacket, and stood on like these the stages, watching yeah. him get beat, just pissing himself, laughing. Yeah, yeah. Sort of thing, and like any no, challenges, sort of thing. Like, yeah. No, you see that would that would be good. That you know, again, you you've you've not you've not immediately. Well, then with... maybe treat give Apollo Crew like a make him like a gladiator style gimmick. Yeah. Like a Roman gladiator style, right? You go like full on with the the fork and the helmets and all kinds. Fork, spear, helmet, yeah. whatever, shield. That would be quite interesting. Because, I mean, you the can, one man army. Yeah, yeah. Because all that stuff, you can keep it out of the ring. Because you know, he doesn't have to use it to win. He, it's just like, like you say, he's, again, he's the unstoppable force. He just has like this. Eccentricity, yeah, almost, which gives him a character, yeah, which again is something that's what you would be aiming for, yeah. type of thing. Just don't go off on a tangent like a bested and start quoting Sun Tzu. Oh fuck that! <laughs> Abyss is so misused. But no, have something like that where you have sort of like he beats the guy down and then just sort of looks over Paul Heyman, Paul Heyman sort of there like the hand like oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah, the thumbs down to sort of right finish him sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, like, that would be. It would be pretty good. It's definitely. I mean, it's something I've never seen. Yeah. So. But yeah, again, the stuff that <laughs> we're just two guys spitballing, <laughs> and you see all the stuff that we've come up with in like I don't know how long we've been going. Probably about twenty minutes, half an hour or something. Forty-five minutes. There you go. <laughs> but uh, that segment has been about twenty. So. Yeah, yeah. But the WWE won't do anything like that. No. <laughs> Um, I heard an interesting comment the other week. Actually, I was I was listening to a podcast. Um, I think it was the OSW podcast who said that the WWE has turned themselves into like a niche market because they've gone away from being like the big characters and like you know, blah, 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 yeah. and now it's focused on wrestlers who don't really have characters, always having great matches. Mm. So they've kind of gone from being what you'd expect from the WWE to being like ROH. Yeah. It's... And it's, it, and like, they've kind of backing themselves into a corner because what they keep doing is they'll keep hiring more and more indie wrestlers who wrestle a certain style mm. and wrestle certain matches but don't have much gimmicks behind it and they just have good matches. Yeah. So only real wrestling fans will watch it because they're interested in the good matches. Mm. Whereas you lose out on like the general public who want to see it for the crazy characters and like you know the over the top but then it's sort of thing like the, the, the fan climate of fans has changed over the years yeah if you look at it sort of but it's then like people's tastes and behaviours change and stuff well that's it I, I mean I, 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 this is why I was quite interested in the comment because I didn't think they had done that I don't see it as that I see it as you'll 
given us what we've asked for. Mm. The one thing that I've, that you know, that since I started watching wrestling, excuse me, the internet's always been crying out for, oh, I want this guy in the WWE. I want to see this guy in the WWE. Yeah. I want to see these great matches in the WWE. Well, we're giving you that now. Yeah. The problem is that every single match on Raw is trying to be better than the last one. Yeah. And every single match on a pay-per-view is trying to be better than the last one. But they're not living up to the matches on Raw because you've already seen the match and it's been great. And then you get the same match but on a pay-per-view. Mm. Yeah. And they were saying that you know the the ratings are down, pay-per-view buys are down, but and that's caused by this almost. They're almost like what's the word I'm looking for? Like receding, like you know the the pulling themselves back from the main yeah. from the mainstream to this niche market of people people who tune in just for great matches and people who tune in for a particular name, yeah, yeah? or whatever it may be, and. I was just like I say I don't I I think that's what we've asked for mm. we've asked them to do this because we've said oh well, we don't like this we don't we don't like you know the it's not that we don't like the loud characters yeah there was always one or two that got themselves really over but then the rest of the card you didn't care yeah yeah <laughs> you know what uh, Attitude Era is different Attitude Era everybody has storyline yeah. what we're trying to get away from is the John Cena era, yeah, or the ruthless aggression era, or whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. yeah. And th- we've said, well, this is what we want, so give this us, give give us that. And yeah. Triple H has come along and gone, yeah, okay, that's what they want, so we're going to give them it. Yeah. And yeah, okay, your pay per view buys are down, your ratings are down, but your network subscriptions are up. Yeah. And you're still selling merch. Yeah, you're still selling merch through the through the roof, and your your network subscriptions go up every single time you do a free month. Yeah, mainly because people forget to cancel. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was uh, something they said like, oh, "Is it only twenty five percent of the people that take up the subscription for the free month actually keep it mm, every time they do it?" Yeah. So again, I think that that's down to a the price of it because it is. I don't think it's cheap. Um, it's more than Netflix is. True. Um, so if I have the option of having WWE in my house or Netflix in my house, <coughs> gonna have Netflix because yeah. I mean I, I'm slightly different. I have like a family to get keep entertained. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I'm the only one who watches wrestling. Mm. So, um, but again. Yeah, they're giving us what we want, so the, I'm sure they've, this is to be expected. If I can get the pay-per-views for free because I've got the network, I'm going to get the network rather than paying for each and every pay-per-view. Yeah, yeah? because it makes no sense. Twenty pound a pay-per-view. Yeah, I think, or and it's if a, not uh, more. Yeah, and it's ten pound a month for the WWE network. Yeah, well, yeah, ten pound a month. Yeah, is ten pound a month. Yeah, but they are looking at possibly they've done like um, a fan survey right. the last couple of months or so ago. Yeah. Where it was, like, would you consider paying more for the ability to watch ROH and other in oh, yeah, on the network? But it would it cost say fifteen pound a month. That'd be good. So. I think that'd be dead interesting. Like the way you're looking at it that way is you almost set yourselves up with a minor league. Yeah. And now the UFC did something like that because now the UFC, 
okay, you've got your, if you sign up to Fight Pass, yeah, yeah, you you get you don't get your pay per view, right? Uh, you're still going to pay for your pay per view, mm-hmm. but you've got Fight Pass, so you've got all the past pay per views, yeah. yeah, which is there's nowhere near as much content as there is on the WWE network, mm-hmm. yeah, and I think it costs more, yeah, I think it's fifteen dollars, yeah, but so you get all your past pay per views or every single fight that's yeah. ever been in the UFC, mm-hmm. yeah, but you get. Um, that is it Invicta the woman's promotion yeah I think so you get that one you get Cage Warriors which is the British one mm-hmm. um, and you get uh, I think you get Rising Fighting Championships now and you get um, what's that other one called there's another one anyway there's another smaller Elite American XC, one that, yeah my, no Elite XC's died no. um, there was something else I can't remember what it's called. It's another RFC, but it's not Rising Fighting Championships because that's the Japanese one. Right. It might be one FC. I think you might be able to watch one FC on it actually, uh, which is the. S- well, that's not too bad then. Which is like the Singaporean one. Yeah. Or Indonesian, one of the two. But you get all this live content, or and it tends to be on the same night as the pay per view, so you can start from say one o'clock in the afternoon watching this stuff until the pay per view at night, and then you can watch your pay per view. Yeah. That you've also paid us for, yeah. If you got, if the WWE has ROH on there, they have some of the. It'd be great if they got some of the Japanese stuff on there. Oh, that yeah, exactly. That would be like. It depends what they bring in though, because like New Japan has their own on-demand service. Yeah, well, this is where uh, this is where you, your issues start to you start to find your hurdles and your issues. Yeah, I don't think ROH. I don't know if they do have their own on-demand service. Do. I don't no. think they do, but you could get ROH. You could probably buy all the tape decks from TNA, let's be fair here, yeah, because that thing's dead in the water. Um, but you just build up your content library, and you've got now, you don't just have one live pay-per-view every month on there. Yeah, yeah You don't have just have the WWE one. You have the ROH pay-per-view on there each month. You have, I don't know if there's a, uh, there probably is a, a female-only um, wrestling company. Uh, Shimmer, I think it's called, I want to say. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, I think it shimmers the American Yeah. One. So you've got all this stuff that can watch. And okay, it's not going to be the same quality. It's not going to be... But you can add a bit of that. You can add a bit of your production to it yeah. to make it look a better quality product. Yeah, And people will tune in. Mm. Because, again, they are like niche markets and you meet a demand by putting them on. And then, you, you know, the casual fan will know, oh, I like this person from ROH. When are they going to come to the WWE? And they'll be like, yeah. oh, yeah, well, we'll put them on NXT. And, yeah. all right, this guy hasn't really got over in the WWE. We'll send him back to ROH. And, it's, sort of, and sort of, it's like a developmental league to a developmental league. And it's like... It's sort of that thing, though, then. Of like, but you, could, you, could see, you could see someone you like in ROH has been there for five, six years. Yeah. Right, I want to see more of him. So, right, you now have the collection of his matches from when yeah. he started in ROH up to now. Yeah. Sort of thing, like... Yeah, again, that that's just it. You could, you could, I mean, you could pick your favorite superstar, whoever it is, and probably watch every single match they've had, and you could see the development of this person and through the gimmicks and the styles that they picked up, where they've gone to where they are now. Yeah, and like I don't understand why they don't put up, like old FCW stuff on there and old like Ohio Valley there's, wrestling and stuff. There's like one or two matches from FCW. There's like one where it's like Samoa Joe. Against like Chris Hero or Seth Rollins, early yeah. Seth Rollins or something like that, or 
Yeah, well, again, like, just in, I'd almost say invest in more service so you could put everything on there all the time. Yeah. And I know you're giving people too much choice and you probably don't need to do that. Do you know how many hours are on there currently? No. Over 5,000. Fucking hell. That's a lot of resting. That's a back content. Yeah. Then you have weekly stuff. Every, like, all, yeah. Well, you have, like, the pre-shows, the post-shows, the pay-per-views. Yeah, yeah. All live. Well, you have uh, NXT uh, getting uploaded every week. Yeah. Oh, I say, I mean, like, so. the thing is, that I'm guessing the only thing that they don't have content-wise that I expected they would is, I bet they probably don't have Total Divas on there and Total Bellas and that shit. Yeah. They might have Total Divas. Oh, they might have previous seasons then. Yeah, possibly. I, um, think, I think they do, actually. Right, well, then, because I know the idea behind the network was that it was a single standalone channel, uh, eventually, not just back content. Yeah. It was... We have new shows, weekly shows that you want to come back, like Legends House yeah. and stuff like that. Now, I don't think Legends House did as well as expected, um, but I mean, from what I read, it was mixed reviews. It was probably quite boring, um, you know. But people are into that kind of thing these days, yeah. um, you know. And there's like I know there was a lot of cartoons they were putting on there, but like again, Camp or yeah. But again, you, you're almost like. You, you're going away from that again because what you've started to give us, the kids are less interested in because they don't they, don't, they can't sit through a match, mm. yeah, and they can't they, they just want like John Cena to run out and cut his promo, do his five moves of doom and leave yeah. because that's about the attention span they've got, yeah. So again, you're almost I know they make money from it because I know they've got done like a few things with Scooby Doo and the Flintstones and whatnot, but. You could almost going to be moving back again from that because you you're giving. I want to say the true wrestling fans what they want. <laughs> so, but again, it's that would be really good if they did that. If they started you know, putting more smaller shows in, yeah, you know, I think that'd be a great way to go. You can do some of it with some of the you know the shows you know the, the British shows over here, yeah. and I know PCW have their own on demand site, but I'm more than confident that. If WWE said we want to put your show on our network, I don't, I don't see how you'd say no. If they yeah. gave, if they gave you more money here's than you money. make from, yeah. yeah, here's some money, you know, to, and we're going to give you this each month to improve your, you know, how you record and, you know, your lighting and etc. Well, etc. It was sort of like, well, because Floods has always said uh, he's, he uses a nightclub because. The majority of stuff is there already. You have yeah. the lights, you have the PA system. Yeah, like, yeah. I would have buy a PA system if the club has one already. Yeah. That well, no, I mean, I'm not saying that, I'm not saying that you have you have to go out and do that. But what I'm saying is, like, there's an there is an era. There's a there's like a there's a big step up between mm. what everybody else does and what the WWE does. Yeah. And how this is shot, how this is shot, how this is. Put across to you how this is put across to you the quality of the commentary the quality you know the quality of the audio yeah. everything like that I mean I remember I know it's been a while since I've watched a PCW show but I remember watching one with the the big gay pirate on it in commentary yeah. <laughs> Randy Baggage yeah Randy Baggage the gay pirate <laughs> couldn't hear a fucking word that man said yeah. most of the pay per view mm. not a clue and and I'm guessing it's because the audio well I know it's because the audio wasn't great yeah. yeah or he didn't have his headset on right yeah um. The other guy who we replaced did it, G-Man, he did it, and he was on one. And I remember, I think he said about three sentences the whole pay-per-view. Yeah. And that's because I couldn't hear anything he was saying because he wasn't speaking into his mic right. Yeah. 
Right. Yeah? Yeah, or whether yeah, it's because yeah. the mic wouldn't work or it wasn't good enough quality. Yeah. But you can invest in these things. You can, you know, the WWE won't allow that. Yeah. Yeah. But they will give you money to fix it. <laughs> well, no, see, what I do in that situation is like, say, right, we're going to give you some money to, so we can buy your content off you. Yeah. But then we're also going to send over a producer or yeah. a production crew who are going to show you what to do in yeah. the space you have. Yeah, sort yeah, of thing. exactly. It, it's only going to be beneficial, is the yeah. way I see it. There is going to be no, you know, dr- you know, there's going to be no downside to it. You still produce your show, you still make the money you make. Yeah, but now your show is on the network because they make the money because people subscribe to the network. Mm. You're not losing anything. You don't lose your DVD sales. Yeah, you don't lose name rights. Blah blah blah. Yeah, yeah. You now have the ability to produce your show better, get people from America, from all around the world, watching your show on demand all the time. Yeah, tuning in to see this guy, that guy, and it gets <laughs> the wrestlers over. It gets your show over. And even yourself to an extent, mm. yeah. Um, you know, maybe you would have to give up name rights. Maybe you would have to stop selling DVDs because you want the, the WWE want a cut or whatever. Yeah. But I don't see that you'll what you'll lose will outweigh what you would gain. Yeah. Um, but then again, that, maybe I look at it differently, or maybe I'm optimistic with what the WWE will give me. <laughs> I'm not in the position. I wish I was. That'd be sweet. <laughs> <laughs> Billy Bob Uncle promoter yeah Billy the boy it's like that in your office like big, big oil painting of you well you I'm know. Billy the boy Bunkle damn it <laughs> I don't know where this Billy's come from because <laughs> of the, the Billy, Billy the boy Keeble oh right the man I had it in my head all day as like you Jimmy the Boy Bunkle. I got here, sat down, record, started recording. You Billy the Boy Bunkle. <laughs> so I'm just giving you your gimmick. Fair enough. Copyright lost our podcast in 2016. <laughs> fair shout, fair shout. <laughs> but no, back onto our topic. Yeah. <laughs> Chill up, cat. We know. So yeah. Um, <laughs> The first thing I wanted to actually cover properly was Ric Flair in TNA. Right. <laughs> After that long rant. Okay. So, Ric Flair in TNA. Yeah. Nah, I'll be fair, I didn't see everything Ric Flair did in TNA. Um, <laughs> this is only partially inspired by the, the old Spoonie at MAGFest. Um, oh, yeah, show. yeah. With the, yeah, I'll make a woman out of you. Yeah. <laughs> to Mickey James. <laughs> I'd love to make a woman out of Mickey James, I'll be deadly honest with you, because she is fine. Um, but... I get. I think he was just a bit off the rails, wasn't he? Uh, I'm guessing he got a little bit of creative control when he signed, and just Possibly. ran with it. <laughs> um, but you know, but it's like when, when he did for, Fortune. Oh yeah, yeah. No, that sucked. Um, but again, the idea, the idea was. I understand why they brought Flair in. Because he's a good promo, he's a big name, and you can make money off Flair. Yeah. Uh, even nowadays, he's still a draw. Mm. Yeah. Um, but they didn't use him as. Oh, I don't remember him ever actually wrestling a match in DNA. I think he was just a valet for most of it, or yeah, like a manager for most of it. I don't recall him. I don't recall him wrestling a match, which. Good. 
because he shouldn't be. And they stuck him with, they put him with AJ Styles, which yeah. was great because AJ Styles needed a mouthpiece. And Ric Flair, no matter what anybody says, is a great mouthpiece. Yeah. So that was more. Oh, I want to say inspired idea. Um, and I know he did some crazy shit. Like I remember the I remember one match. He was in a wheelchair. And I don't remember why he was in a wheelchair, but he just was. And AJ wheels him down to the ring, and he's giving everybody shit. And he gets out of his... I seem to remember him getting out of his chair, because he was fine, hitting the baby face with his shoe. <laughs> or something ridiculous like that. And one of... Someone ended up getting put through the ring or something. Was it AJ? Yeah, well, I don't... Yeah, getting put through the ring, and I don't, I don't even remember why. And, like... I seem to remember Flair dropping an elbow into the hole and, <laughs> you know, random stupid shit. Oh, no. it was That was the thing. It was like, um, I think, Abyss cut through the ring or something, or he put, choke slammed someone through the ring, but it was a time when, like, the production was a bit shoddy and you could clearly see the boards moving. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And Sp- Spoonie's going on saying, like, <laughs> HA plays at Payton China and stood there like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> and then sort of flag gets like punched or something, but he does his whole little sort of like oh yeah the prat fl- floppy selling thing, yeah. and then just sort of like someone was like on all fours and he sort of falls backwards over into them or something down. Oh like, yeah, that's it. Yeah, back he falls over the guy into the hole, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, stupid. But you know that you know what you're getting from Ric Flair. He's going to be a great promo. He's probably going to blade. <laughs> He's going to start dropping elbows on something. <laughs> but, like, the coke must have been, like, flowing through his veins while I was in TNA. Proper bad. Like, the, like, the, the infamous one that's probably inspired the uh, topic was where he started stripping off and elbow dropping, like, the parts of his clothes. Like, pants are off, elbow <laughs> yeah, dropping it, will yeah, win. The problem was, it always started, it was like a, a, the latest um, OSW. They were talking yeah. about Brian Pillman joining oh, yeah, the yeah. Horseman. Like, oh, you have to wear a suit or whatever. Yeah, yeah, It's yeah. part of business or whatever. It's like, no, I'm going to wear jeans and a bloody waistcoat, because that's who I am. Yeah. Um, if flare, it was always that thing of, like, right, jacket comes off, elbow's jacket, walks back over, <laughs> mean jean, woos, and then, like, oh... Shirt's coming off now. <laughs> Elbow drops his shirt. Walks back over. Woos. Pants come off. Elbow what, drops his what, pants. Woos. What's wrong with that? <laughs> no, it was funny. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's just it. It, is, it. it was entertaining, and Ric Flair's always been entertaining. Um, I'm glad he's not wrestling anymore. Uh, I know in his recent run with the WWE, it was less crazy, and it was more like just putting his daughter over and being very candid so to speak and that was fine it was good um, you know um, but I say his TNA run he was just a little bit coked up I think I think the one promo was, uh, I think Spoonie Rick mentioned in his Magfest um, thing from ages ago was between Flair and Mick Foley talking about like them blading or something daft and then punching each other in the head to make like you know punching yeah. themselves in the head to see who bleed first yeah. and it was like oh man they're fucking weird they are like two crazy crazy old men really um, you know don't want to see him wrestle again uh, I've kind of got off that <laughs> well, uh, he did actually wrestle in TNA from reading this yeah but I bet it wasn't a lot 
it, he on the March eighth episode of Impact, Hogan and Abyss defeated Flair and Styles with Abyss pin Styles. Afterwards, the returning Jeff Hardy saved Abyss and Hogan from a beatdown at the hands of Flair, Styles, and Bay Money. And then he also had the match with Flair, with Abyss where it was the the Hall of Hall of Fame rings were at stake. Oh, fucking retarded. Oh, that was when like he thought the rings gave him magical powers or some shit, wasn't it? Yeah, he puts the ring on and he's like, I feel it, Hulk! I feel the power! The one explanation for this is fucking cocaine. And then, and <laughs> the whole, when the best started in that thing, like, he's walking around the same like attire, but just like a, a red or yellow A on his back. Oh, yeah, no, right. yeah. Because he was a Hulkamaniac. Yeah. Yeah, Abyss <laughs> totally misused and ruined throughout his whole career. Uh, and I don't even know how he's still employed. He's been raped, that character. No, excuse that language. But he has. He's been absolutely destroyed. <laughs> but cocaine. That's that's what causes all this cocaine. <laughs> Cocaine's made off ice. Yeah. Hulk's on it. We all know that. Um, yeah, there was like multiple times he got iced. He's like, I think it's about the very first one it happened. He's like, oh, you just got iced for like Kazarian, Austin Aries, and whoever else. Yeah. Like, oh, what do I do? Oh, you got to get down on one knee and just chug this spin off ice. <laughs> no idea. <laughs> oh dear. Yeah, but there's like the um, <laughs> the incoherent promo where he's like, Mickey, he steps into like from Mickey James. Some for one probably Velvet Sky or something having a, a, a bitch fight. Yeah. <laughs> so it was Mickey James slapped him and he just like did an incoherent flare talk. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, You go to me again, I'll make a woman out of you He keeps saying he was gonna rape Mickey James. <laughs> but then he woos after it so it's okay. Yeah, because <laughs> that it's like putting a wink emoji after something you've said that's like really dodgy. <laughs> oh it's okay, it's obviously a joke. Put LOL yeah. after it. It's yeah. a joke. It wasn't really, but I put LOL. <laughs> you think that happened when they're talking about like, Katie Vick? Like, like, Triple H is texting Vince, like, Vinnie Mac. Oh, we'll do a necro- necrophilia gimmick. Wink. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think, Vinnie Mac, I, think, getting... I think Vinnie Mac was all for that. <laughs> <laughs> How do you think about, feel about me getting the casket with Katie Vick? Wink. <laughs> yeah, no. That, tri- Triple H is just weird. Again, I tell you what, though they'll never ever prove it right or wrong. It's probably caused by cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> what? Dude hung out with Shawn Michaels at the beginning of his career. Come on, he's definitely done some cocaine. True. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Say it how it is. It's been nice recording this episode. It might probably be the last. <laughs> <laughs> Depending if they want to sue us or not. Who's going to sue me? It's my personal opinion. I've not been slanderous or anything. <laughs> so I don't think opinions of Bunkle's owner, it... not the BBC's. <laughs> Does that count as slander? I don't know. <laughs> Hopefully not. <laughs> Open to interpretation. You'll never find me. <laughs> <laughs> you hope. <laughs> nah. I'm not worth it. They won't make any money off of it. Cost them more to find out who I am, where I live, what I do, than they'll ever get out of me anyway. There'll be that one day that you get a phone call and be like. <laughs> 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 well, it'd 
Pass that. It to you, pass it to your wife and just packing your bag and running. They'll fucking send Billy Gunn to my door or something. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not Billy Gunn, I'm Kip James. No, you suck. Go away. It doesn't matter what your name is. <laughs> just gets really upset at your front door. Yeah. <laughs> you know who batted him and he's like, I've been on the couch for three weeks now, why would you leave? <laughs> He's like, so there, uh, I came to tell you something, um, what was it? Oh, it was nothing, you <laughs> just, just randomly appeared, like like you'd fallen through the ring. <laughs> That's where it leads, the holes in the ring lead to Bunkle's house. <laughs> all roads lead somewhere, all holes in rings lead to Bunkle's house. <laughs> Oh, that's what that, what they should do. Actually, that's that's a good show for uh, the WWE Network. Next time they do Legends House, yeah. have somebody get dropped through the ring and then next day appear on Legends House. <laughs> it's like what the fuck? Change <laughs> just there, like who are these people? <laughs> all, they're all just there out, like reading magazines and stuff, and door knocks, and Kane just stood there like, <laughs> what am I doing here? It's like, oh, nice to see you, Kane. How do I get here? <laughs> Just panicking on the doorstep. <laughs> There's no pyro. There's no pyro. <laughs> Why am I on Legend House? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's got to happen. <laughs> They just end up dropping in one by one. <laughs> no, because after day one, they'd be like going all like Frank Grimes, like, oh my god, <laughs> proper freaking out, like shaking in a corner. <laughs> yeah, they need like to have the actual house, like be like an entrance. Then they have like a massive TV, and then even now and then, Vinnie Mac's like, your task this week. <laughs> <laughs> Just every time he's struck through the house. <laughs> D- doesn't say anything to anyone, just turns up and just through the house. Oh, dear. Oh. Yeah, flying TNA. Yeah. <laughs> Flair should be on the next Legends house. Just, just le- Next Legends house is Flair and a bag of coke. <laughs> Let's see what happens. <laughs> no, you just, just move like all these robes and stuff into the house. He's like just wandering around the house going, Oh, what the fuck, my robes. <laughs> the the bag is gone. And he's like just there wandering around in his robe with like gear but like no boots on everything. Just going, Woo! <laughs> like, oh, look, there's look in the fridge. <laughs> like nothing. <laughs> Patterson just walks through the door and just speedos. <laughs> <laughs> now, this is Legend's house. <laughs> Portrait of AJ Styles on the wall. <laughs> or Hogan. Hogan coming back to the WWE. Apparently. Apparently. Allegedly. I hope not. <laughs> Could you imagine bringing in a worse person? Well, is there any need? Well, the answer is no, there isn't any need. It became irrelevant years ago. And... I mean, all the bad publicity that that guy's had recently, surely that means that you'd stay away. You're still supposed to be PG. 
Yeah, and then you're bringing in the, this clan. The mentioned PG, but it's like on the network we have Count WWE, which is like sort of like lots of like a cartoon kids cartoon show, but then for some reason like there's flair elbow dropping and humping a pillow. What? Yeah, <laughs> humping a pillow? Yeah. I'm right, sure okay. Happened. I'm sure that happened in one of the I've never it seen was, this show. You don't want to. It's no, I don't. Um, yeah, I'm sure that happened in one of the episodes. I think it was like the first or second one. Fair enough. Um, <laughs> no, but yeah, like I said, don't need Hogan. If you're gonna, do, if you're gonna reboot Legends House, stick Hogan in it. Mm. Fine, then that's fine because all that'll happen is someone will be like, "Oh, well, remember why you did that?" And your wife took seventy percent of your money. And then it'll just be like, Hulk Hogan goes irate, and then this guy goes irate, because everybody hates Hogan. It'd be that whole thing where it'd be, it'd be like... It'd probably be fucking Duggan. <laughs> oh, we're best pals, yeah, Hulk. <laughs> I don't do the job clean. It'd be that thing no, where it'd be oh, do you remember when I slammed Andre at WrestleMania 3, and I completely injured my back, and I killed him? It's like, no, he lived until 1993. <laughs> <laughs> he died after that match. No, he didn't. <laughs> yeah. It, it, don't bring him back. Quite, bring back the rock. Every time he walks into into one of the rooms, he has to stop playing Real American. <laughs> <laughs> bring back the rock. Bring back Steve Austin. Bring back anybody like that. Do not bring back Hulk Hogan. There is no need. He is a well, for lack of a better description, cancer on this business. <laughs> I couldn't agree more. What they will do for they'll, they'll claim for money. Well, more than likely, but it's like something like the Andre Battle Royal. Like, yeah, that's gone somewhere, hasn't it? No, but it's because it was never going to. <laughs> mm. But uh, again, the... but it should mean something rather than nothing. Like, I can't remember the last time it's been mentioned that Baron Corbin won it last. Well, it hasn't, because <laughs> Baron Corbin going straight from that into a feud with Jack Swagger, who's done nothing for years. Jack Swagger's not been important since the um, tag team with Cesaro, which was actually good, and then they fired Zeb Coulter recently, I noticed that, um, which is a shame, because I thought he could have been useful, to be honest, he's a good mouthpiece, mm. um, you know, all he'd have to do is shave off his moustache and beard, he'd look completely different. So you can repackage him quite easily, um, you know. But I, the, the "We the People" gimmick was actually weirdly over, which says a lot about America. But <laughs> hey ho, Donald Trump is uh, president. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Lest we forget. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you know, again, Baron Corbin is one of those that is he ever going to? I don't think he's ever going to get over, but. You know, maybe you will. It's one of those guys I can see them put him in like a. He'll get put in the main event, but it'll be in like a fatal four way. Again, mm. the only reason he's in it is because they didn't want to have a one on one. Yeah, like so when they, they put Big Cass in the four way for the number one yeah, contendership. Exactly. It's like, like that. why? <laughs> why this guy? So. Just random. It's like putting Test in it. Put Test in a number one <laughs> contenders match. Test really. You know, some guys, some some people's boy, but you know, because <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I can't speak, I don't know. I'm, I'm saying nothing. Why? We're trying to win a award, award goddamn it! <laughs> We're trying to win an award. Yeah, well, sort of, like the award-winning podcast has never won an award, like that other one. 
Yeah. Award winning. <laughs> no man's. <laughs> Still a real tour star, mate. No, um, yeah. Was that just based on flair? Yes. Oh, right, okay. That. <laughs> Got so, from flair to Hogan to Coke and Legends House. <laughs> that'll be the title for it Legends House on Coke. <laughs> but it'd be like, no, she'd be like, every guy's like, every legend has failed a wellness. What are you in here for? Pissed hot. <laughs> that would actually be quite good. Because at least like, they keep them relevant. They'd be, she- they'd be Sheik and Duggan sat on the couch going, you know that time I got pulled over by the police and we had all, the- all those drugs on us and I got fired because of you. Yeah. <laughs> but now, um, moving on, uh, you sent this one in yourself because you wanted to just to sort of cover it, even though it was like a couple months ago, I think it happened a month or so. There was um, Bret Hart was on a rant again. Yeah. So talking about Seth Rollins like opening the debate of is he a safe worker or not? Yeah. Well, the argument here is be- partly because a lot of people have got injured working with Seth Rollins, mm-hmm. and partly because of that uh, a student at his wrestling school recently passed away. Yeah. Um, now I don't know enough about the story of why this kid passed away I don't know what his medical conditions were or anything like that if there were any um, but I know what Bret Hart keeps harking on about is Seth Rollins is an elite athlete he's a CrossFit nut yeah. and he is in you know a proper peak physical condition he is far and away above a standard wrestler in terms of his conditioning and in terms of what he does to stay in shape yeah yeah he is, you know, like, a, you know, of the highest level, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I don't, I know a bit about CrossFit. I know that there are particular, you know, there are competitions just for CrossFit. Yeah. And it is supposed to be the, you know, the top thing that you can do to be in shape. Right. Yeah. It's supposed to be the, the, the peak. Because yeah. it's all based on a lot of core stuff. And it's all like natural, I want to say natural movements. Right. Um, now, his argument is, because he's in such good shape, he f- wrestles so fast that the other, that his opponents can't keep up with him. Mm. Yeah. Which leads to botches or them getting injured because he tries to go so fast. Yeah. They either A, can't keep up or he goes too fast and therefore causes them an injury. Yeah. Um, now, my argument here is, Bret Hart is a good wrestler, and yeah. always was. Uh, he was a great, a great technical wrestler mm-hmm. in the 90s. <laughs> wrestling now is not the same <clears throat> as wrestling then, as we've just discussed. Yeah. Wrestling then, you could get away with a slow match. Yeah. Because it was about a look it was about um, the characters mm. nowadays they don't necessarily have that and every match <clears throat> they want it to be a five star yeah yeah because that's what you're aiming for and every match wants to be faster wants to be so you take somebody like back in the 90s Dolph Ziggler would have wrestled too fast for everybody mm. and would have been like you know seen as like this great speedster and great you know technical wrestler blah 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 you know sell all well blah 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 yeah nowadays he's middle of the road yeah. Uh, which is why I, I don't really like his 
chose stealer gimmick because he doesn't really steal the show anymore because everybody above him is better yeah. at what he does. But there's also that sort of thing like Seth Rollins came from ROH. And I remember us watching some very, like, I think it was 2005 ish stuff on the wrestling channel, yeah. if not earlier, sort of two, maybe 2002, 2003. And some of the stuff on there, brutal. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, um, it was. But it's like they've also brought in, like, they brought in Shinsuke Nakamura, who is the king of strong style, mm. which is the harder hitting style. Yeah. You but again, the, 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 like, I think that. Which is giving us different matches. It's like, uh, like we discussed before, I mean, I really like just the, the you know, the pure technical style, like the strong and like strong style matches. I like, mm-hmm. like matches that are like battles for leverage and, you know, it's not all spots and stuff like that. But then you've got people then bringing in the Cruiserweights, which means we're going to get spot fest matches. Yeah. Because that's the idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you'll get the odd Cruiserweight who grounds the high flying Cruiserweight. Yeah. Yeah. Like Noam Dar. Yeah. yeah? Um, so, I I don't think he wrestles too fast, mm-hmm. and I think the people that if the people that have got hurt are people that he's not really worked with before. If I remember correctly, I'm trying. I can't remember who got hurt. Um, Finn Roller, uh, Finn, Finn Roller, Finn, Finn Balor. Balor got hurt. Now Finn Balor got hurt because he's a smaller guy. Yeah, yeah, and he did take that bump wrong yeah. and you can see it I don't see how you can blame Seth Rollins for him break falling incorrectly yeah yeah. that's not Seth Rollins fault that's Finn Balor's fault because he didn't take it right because um, he didn't bump correctly there was Sting who had the neck injury but Sting or... old man yeah yeah Sting can't wrestle at that pace mm. Sting uh, probably shouldn't be wrestling <laughs> And there's someone else got concussed, but it was from a, the curb stomp, which they've now stopped. Yeah, but they've banned that now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And the curb stomp, yes. Though it looks great, I'm glad they stopped doing it. Because yeah. <laughs> he, he, he doesn't need to do it. Um, and it looked it looked brutal, but obviously it was. Mm. Um, but then this all goes back to like, on the last episode, you were talking about the concussion protocol the NFL yeah. has. Yeah. And there was the latest episode of The Simpsons. Right, it's the the start of the Pee Wee Football League. Right, of course, like one, I think one kid gets like injured yeah. or something, and all the parents are rushing, trying to rush to like, right, he has a he has a concussion, and the hospital gets overwhelmed with all these kids who apparently have concussions, like yeah, yeah. Possible, like possible concussions, all trying to jam them into their MRI yeah. machine in one go. Yeah, but well, <laughs> that again. People do go a little bit crazy about this concussion protocol and how it can hurt, you know, damage you in real life. Yeah, yeah. But at the end of the day, these people get paid very, very well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Um, and what's uh, I was reading this morning actually about an NFL game last night, and a superstar player got concussed. Right. That's his second concussion of his career. He's in his early twenties. Yeah. Right? And it's the second concussion he's got in his career, and he was physically shaking on the pitch, crying. Yeah, but he got hit like in three different places. So he got hit in his head, got hit right. in his chest, and got hit in the back of his knee. Yeah. Right? So if you think <sighs> he's what he said after his first concussion is, I will not stop playing football because I've had a concussion. Yeah. I will play it for as long as I possibly can because I'll make as much money as I possibly can. Yeah. Yeah? He gets paid 
twenty million dollars a year to, to to get concussed. Yeah, to yeah. to hit people really really hard because he's a defensive player yeah. and probably concuss them yeah, or try to. I'm not saying maliciously try to, but yeah. you know, hit them so hard that they drop the football or whatever it is. Mm. You know, they can't run off. And he said to his team last night as he was being wheeled off on a stretcher. Don't start fighting. Yeah. Right? So, people panic too much about these concussions. Mm-hmm. Yeah? They get paid because stuff like this can happen. Yeah. Yeah? It's the same as, like, you see, like, on Deadliest Catch and stuff like that, you get paid more money it, to be in the worst seas and whatever yeah. because there's a chance you can die. Yeah. Yeah? <clears throat> these people who go to oil rigs and work on oil rigs get paid so much money for like half a year's work because at any point that thing can set on fire yeah <clears throat> or you could die and get in there on a helicopter or whatever it is mm. you get paid for this yeah right you know the risks they all do right um <clears throat> the lad who died in his gym i don't be- i can't several is can't be responsible for that because my understanding was he wasn't there yeah yeah, so how can he be held responsible for it? Exactly. Unless they, were, oh, I understand. Oh, right. Well, they were they were pushing. I I didn't I say I didn't read into it. Um, <clears throat> part of the impression I get is that they were pushing him so hard because they wanted him to be as fit as Seth Rollins is and whatnot. Yeah, well, that's a good base. Yeah. Yeah. If you can run and you can do all that, then yes, you have a chance of becoming a good wrestler. And most people don't make it. Mm. Yeah. It's not Seth Rollins' fault. Yeah. yeah? The injury to Finn Balor was not his fault. Finn Balor takes a bump wrong. The injury to Sting, no offence, but Sting's an old man. Yeah? And again, maybe, okay, maybe you should have babied him more. Yeah. Yeah? But <clears throat> it's not... Unless he's specifically instructed to do that, then why would you? Because it doesn't have the same effect and it doesn't have the same appeal to the fans. Yeah. Which is what he's getting paid to do. Mm. Yeah? They all get paid money because there's this thing that can happen. Do I think there should be a concussion protocol in WWE much like there is in the NFL? Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Because what will happen now is as soon as that player gets taken off the pitch, he goes to hospital, he gets evaluated for a concussion, they say, yes, he's got a concussion. And then he has a c- certain tests he has to pass before he's allowed back onto the field, even to train, yeah. before he's even allowed in the building. He has to pass tests, right. so they say, right? He's still he, he's back to his normal self. He's not got concussion. Same thing should happen in WWE. If I think you they think do you have the tests, like well, you have to yeah, the test, have to... pass the test before you get cleared. But I don't think they have the same sort of protocol in yeah. place. Like you're right, you're going to the hospital. But that's what they should do. They should. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying that if in mid match. You, they have to. They'll have to start being honest because I know a lot of guys just carry on. Mm. Yeah, like um, I know from back in the day when Austin wrestled the Undertaker, he got concussed really, really early on, yeah. and then does like a twenty-minute match. Yeah. And he gets concussed after two minutes or something daft. So Undertaker has to carry him through the match. And it yeah? happened with Lesnar Taker, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. It happened, well. well, yeah. You know, dependent upon what Paul Heyman has, you believe. Depends on uh, oh, yeah, whether yeah. you believe that that was supposed to happen or not. Um, Excuse me while I turn my chair around. Yeah, yeah. So, but what you should do is, if the, if, okay, so say in that match, The Undertaker gets concussed. 
the Undertaker can signal that he's concussed, yeah. or the referee should be trained to notice, yeah. Yeah, or to be able to tell the difference. Because it's 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 really easy. Yeah. They're basically out on their feet, yeah? yeah. And when somebody is out on the feet, it's really noticeable because they don't move the same, they don't do the same things, yeah. And I mean, t- if you're looking at the Undertaker, for example, the Undertaker has been wrestling for twenty plus years. You know exactly how he moves and exactly yeah, what yeah. he's going to do. Yeah, you're not telling me these referees have never seen a match before because they have. Yeah, so stop it. That that point, you have to say right. The health of this person is more important. Stop it, send basketball. Yeah, concussion. End the match by a DQ. End the match by uh, call it even call it a KO. Bring back the old KO. Yeah, yeah. Ref and stoppage. Ref stoppage. Yeah. What's wrong with that? Mm. Okay, maybe the the wrong person goes over, but as I've said before. A loser can still go over, yeah, because it's been a good match, <laughs> yeah. And if you're putting on great matches all the time, which you tell it, which is what you're selling us on, then it's going to have been a great match to this point. Yeah, just do it. Yeah, it's. Um, yeah. So, following from that. Bunkle also wanted me to uh, list my, my boys in the business. Yes! Um, Coxie's boys. I can only currently think of like one or two. That's all you need. So, We're not setting up a full stable of boys. <laughs> you want me to do a stable of boys, but I Yeah, can't but if you can only get boys. a tag team of boys. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, while I think about that, we're going to go to a quick break to cover some adverts. Cool. So, we'll be right back. What is the Pottery Family? This is Matthew McDonough from the Passersby Podcast. This is Matt Pierce from the Crossover Podcast. This is Matt from the Geek Over Podcast. This is Jason from the Three Is Comedy Podcast. This is Adam from Everyone Has a Podcast. We're Josh and David from the Scotch and Flicks Podcast. This is Michael Vasquez of the No Sound Lights Allowed Podcast. We are you. Podcasters coming together in a community to help one another grow. So follow us on Twitter at Pottern Family and use the hashtag Pottern Family in your tweets and retweet other people who do the same. Pottern Family, where great podcasts come home. Hey guys, check out NowThatImOlder.com every Thursday for a brand new episode of the podcast, Now That I'm Older. It's a show about how getting older sucks but can be awesome at the exact same time with your host Shane Smith. Woo! Wheeling, dealing! Limousine, right! Jet flying! Son of a gun! And Ken Baldwin. The best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. We talk about things that happened to us when we were younger. We talk about some random news stories, and we basically just sit around and shoot the shit. So check out NowThatImOlder.com every Thursday for a brand new episode. Thanks a lot. Hello, this is for... Can't we say hello at the same time? Fuck's sake. <laughs> hello! This is an advertisement for Master Debaters. Oh, can we say Master Debaters together as well? Yeah. Hello. Hello! I am Michael. I'm Sean. I'm Toffa. And we are the Master Debaters. Oh, <laughs> we, 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 we are the Master Debaters. That's what we want to do. We're all saying it. Yeah. Hello! Hello. I'm Michael. I'm Sean. I'm Toffa. And we, we are, are the Damn Master it, Sean. Debaters. I thought we were just doing... Hello! Hello. I'm Michael. I'm Sean. I'm Toffa. We are... The the Master Master Debaters. Debaters! You can find us on Twitter at underscore Master Debaters, SoundCloud, Podbean and iTunes. Just do yourself a favour and jump aboard this podcast train. Choo choo, motherfucker! (laughs) (laughs) 
Hi, I'm Brian. And I'm Adam. And we encourage you to come listen to a very special program. A podcast, unlike anything you've heard before. Right, Brian? What? No, dude. Everyone has a podcast. Everyone has a podcast. What's our show about? We talk about comedy, sports, science, topical news, meat hunting, music, podcasting, Matthew McConaughey, vision, health and fitness, horse cocks, technical difficulties, buffaloes, popular culture, maybe a little too much about the Asians. Aw, y'all army's so cute and tiny. Edits. Check us out on Twitter at Podcast. Listen to us on iTunes and Stitcher, or through our website, www.ehappodcast.com. Contact us directly through ehappodcast at gmail.com. Like and subscribe on YouTube under ehappodcast. We're also on Facebook and Grindr. Really? We're on Facebook? I think so. And we're back. It is once again Coxie and Billy the Boy Bunkle. <laughs> yeah, we're back. Let's start kayfabe. What? Such a day. <laughs> Crayon, motherfucker. <laughs> again, don't give away the kayfabe. <laughs> So, um, yeah, we covered a few bits like Flair and TNA, which sort of wasn't really about Flair and TNA. <laughs> um, with Seth Rollins and other stuff, and I know it's about Goldberg. Right. The fact he's back, or making his one night, well, one thingy return. Here's what I don't get about it. Right. So, so um, this is more, it's kind of a question, actually, because you, you should be able to give me an answer to this. Okay. Ten years ago. We had this match and it was shit. And we all fucking shat on it and we all fucking hated it. Why the hell do we want it now? Why are we now clamouring for it when we hated it last time and they were both in shape last time? Goldberg struggled to get Rusev up for the uh, jackhammer on Raw. Oh, he blamed that on Ring Rust. Fuck that! I blame it on he's in his 50s. But. There was- there is like pictures that like, I keep seeing of like Goldberg pops into like an affliction shop, and he's like, "Oh, here's Goldberg picking up some new gear," and it's like the the caption of the picture was, "Goldberg looks like he's in an awesome shape, and he's there just sort of like with his like probably two grand's worth of affliction stuff that he just bought, and for like all of a t-shirt." <laughs> <sighs> but why do we want it? Is my question to you. Why? Why do we want it? I don't really want it again. No, but but why do why do why do the fans want it? What's the draw here? We've seen it. We yeah. didn't like it. We booed it. Why are we why are we so hyped for it now? What good is going to come of this? I have no idea. Like, it's surely it's just a a draw for Survivor Series or anything like. But is it? Why is it a draw? <laughs> <laughs> Could we not like? Why couldn't? Bro, we know how this is going to go. Brock Lesnar is going to kill him. Because we have to put Brock Lesnar on every pay-per-view and all Brock Lesnar does is kill people. Yeah. Yeah? So... Well, there was part of the argument of like, they're going to have Goldberg beat him to be like the man who beat Brock Lesnar. But then Charlotte but, sort of shits on the, the streak thing. Yeah. Massively. And like all he's done in the UFC. Because when has Goldberg done MMA or anything? He hasn't. Yeah, exactly. But They won't have Goldberg win. Goldberg is only signed for one match. 
Therefore, he's not winning. It's that simple. <laughs> when you manage to let, but when you hands, you're going on your back tonight, boy. <laughs> <laughs> it makes no sense for Goldberg to go over because then you just crush the, the mystique. Yeah, that is the beast that is Brock Lesnar. Yeah. Um, the only person who should, well, no, there is nobody who should be Brock Lesnar. Um, the only time when I can even say that they should consider having Brock Lesnar get beat is when they build up somebody to, well, yeah, when they build up somebody to that point where they can handle the magnitude. Brock Lesnar was the only person who could have ever ended the streak because he's the only person who could handle it. Yeah. If you understand what um, what I'm saying is, um, there was... It was thrown about that Randy Orton should have ended the streak back when he was the legend killer. Yeah. Yeah. But could the character of Randy Orton have survived doing something that has been built up that much? No, because I fucking hate Randy Orton. Well, Randy Orton is hated. He was a little bit more entertaining back then than he is now. Now he's just terrible. He's been... He's like... He's... He is the original Roman Reigns. He is stale as fuck. But they've changed... Well... Touch wood, joining the Wyatt family, so we'll change. They have, I don't mind that if he plays second fiddle to Bray Wyatt and puts Bray Wyatt over as he's winding down. Because I'm guessing Randy Orton's going to wind that, down. His wife's pregnant, I think. I'm, I think I saw that. Maybe. I can't remember. But he's winding down, is my understanding. I'm hoping so. Because I know Cena's winding down. Cena's taking a lot of time off. Yeah. Um, I know he's on Total Bellas. Which I did watch the first episode of. Um, for well, myself. Where's your notes, Uncle? Uh, notes? I have notes. <laughs> Mental notes. Mental notes. Basically, John Cena is a tool bag. <laughs> no, like, I've sort of. The, the problem I've always had with Randy Orton is somehow he's like this sort of. sort of a face, but not a face. Yeah. But then every match he goes over clean. Yeah. Like, I just, I don't like his gimmick. I don't like his the RKO. Now it's sort of overplayed. Yeah, it's I don't like anything about him. He's just he's like the creative wrestler you'd make on SmackDown Free. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Good SmackDown Free up. Yeah, third one. Yeah, third one. Sorry. He's sort of like any any like any sort of who's like one of the default. Like preset wrestlers you could find on it, pretty much. Yeah. Like. Yeah, that I, know, level. I know. I know what you're saying. I mean, my thing with Randy Orton is it's stale. Yeah, I've been. We've seen the same things far too long now. It's yeah. the same stuff. And you thought I thought it might. I know they thought, and I know to a certain extent I did thought that with these new guys coming up and coming through that wrestling those guys it might be different it might be more entertaining mm. but the fact that it was still always going over and still always going over clean made it that it wasn't entertaining because yeah. it was like well no he shouldn't be better than this guy and you know why is he why doesn't he he's like this era's Jim Duggan yeah you know he's a Essentially, just he's below he's the upper shit in the bag. Yeah, no, but he's that, <laughs> yeah, for, for but a he's bit be, of a pun there. Yeah, he's below. He's below main event level, really yeah. now. But he can't lose clean. He always has to go over. Mm. He can't put someone over, 
And I don't quite know why. I don't know whether it's him or whether the WWE doesn't want him to. Because I, um, I, I, I was under the impression that his, his actual, like, him as a person had improved a lot and was more willing to put people over and more willing to, you know, yeah. start, you know, doing the, the JLB, <laughs> you know, as he was winding down. Um, but it hasn't worked out like that. The WWE seem stuck on, I'm guessing, I'm guessing he does well in merch. Possibly, yeah. But it's that sort of thing of like, I don't want, I've seen pictures of him posing with the Wyatts. Yeah. Like Luke Harper and yeah. But then, the the first thought that came to mind is he's either sort of joins them, he says with quotation fingers. Yeah, so he can turn of, on them and Yeah, to turn on them, which everyone's sort of seeing coming anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Um but because he's not changed his gear, he's still using the same gear. He's not like in like yeah. sort of Randy Orton Wyatt gear, sort yeah, of yeah. Like, like he should be. Um which partially makes me think that they're gonna do a, like turn. a quick turn. Yeah. Yeah. Which I'd hate because they've done that with the Whites before. We've seen it. They did it with Daniel Bryan. We've seen it. We yeah. don't want to see that again. It was shit then. It'll be shit now. So, yeah. Well, you know, back to Goldberg Lesnar. Nobody can go over Lesnar because, um, like I said, there's there's no there's no character strong enough out there to do it. Yeah. Um, and to handle it because only Lesnar could have ended the streak because it was believable. Because he's a killer, you know. Nobody can stop Brock Lesnar doing what Brock Lesnar wants to do. Yeah. Um, Goldberg can't stop Brock Lesnar doing what Brock Lesnar wants to do. Yeah. He he just can't. Um, the you know the the problem I have with this match and the problem I have with Goldberg's return is Goldberg should be returning to put over somebody like Rusev, and he's dead. He's brought out and goes at well es- essentially. Goes over on Rusev to attempt to get a rub off him to make it look like he's credible to fight Brock Lesnar, which there's no point mm. because he's going to get beat by Brock Lesnar and should get beat and should get beat convincingly and clean. Yeah, it shouldn't even. Uh, and what I don't want is them to drag it out. That's the last thing I want. What because okay, dragging out Brock Lesnar beating Randy Orton, fine. Get why you did it. Um, wasn't. Wouldn't be the way I booked it, um, but it's kind of the only way that you can book it. Mm. Uh, I don't want to see him just beat on a 50-year-old man for 17 minutes. Yeah, yeah. And they'll do one hope spot where he gets a spear and a jackhammer and then he'll kick out at two and then just murder him. Because that's kind of what it like does. Like, no doubt they'll do the whole thing of like, he'll disappear and jackhammer, he'll kick out. Or he'll do like the girl off the Kimura and he'll get out of it. Pick him up, do the F5 pin, and it's over. Yeah. But no, it doesn't do anything for Brett Lesnar. It just gives Goldberg a payday. I don't think it brings in any more pay per view buys because we all know how this is going to happen. Anybody who has a brain knows what's going to happen in this match. Yeah. Um, if you think Goldberg's going to win, you're in for a massive shock because he has zero percent chance of winning. Yeah. Even if he signs a contract to then come back at WrestleMania and do Goldberg versus the Undertaker, well, that doesn't sell me. Yeah. I'm not interested in that match. The Undertaker has lost. I'm no longer interested in seeing him at WrestleMania. I'm no longer interested in seeing him at all. Yeah. In a wrestling capacity. Bored. Been there. Done it. <laughs> Don't want to see two old men 
trying to put on a wrestling match. Yeah, yeah. Yeah? Um, because they'll give it 25 minutes and they'll gas after two. Mm. Pointless. Um, so, no, I'm not into it. I'm not... I'm not... You know, do what you want. Glad Goldberg's getting paid. But, it, the, you know, they keep showing all, like, the old hype videos from WCW and this, that, yeah. and the other. And, no. I, I, I like to remember stuff from back then as back then. Yeah. I don't want to remember it now. <laughs> I, I don't mind The Rock coming back because The Rock's still, like, what, is he only just turned 40? 40, 41, something like that. Yeah, but. so can still go. And yeah. obviously he's in great physical condition. Yeah. Goldberg, yeah, probably is in good shape for a guy of his 50s, but mm. he's still in his 50s. Yeah. And he hasn't wrestled in, what, 12 years? Something like that. Seriously. <laughs> that, you know, the last the last time Goldberg was in a wrestling ring, uh, before, obviously, just now, we were still in high school. Yeah. That kind of says it all. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, no. So I'm not, yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not sold. I'm not, yeah. I, what do you, I don't know what you think. I don't know if you're the same. It's, there's, the problem is there's been talk of it for years, like he's been done when they've interviewed him and stuff. Like, yeah. He's like, oh, would you ever consider, and the question always was, would you ever consider coming back to a ring? And he's like, well, not currently right now, but maybe once my boy gets older, yeah. And I'm gonna so he can at least see me in a wrestling ring at least once in his life before I call it quits for good. Yeah. But like I know he's like he, when I listen to him on Steve Austin's show, like yeah. he's saying, Oh I'm, I'm doing kickboxing and he's like, Oh, can we I was sat in your gym, it looks really good and stuff and he's like, Yeah, I do kickboxing like three times a week and I do this stuff like once a week and Yeah. He's still old though. Yeah. Like, um <laughs> So it's at the end of the day, it is a payday. It's like it's, it's, it's going to elevate their merch sales. Yeah, they're, they're possibly looking at maybe to get they're possibly doing it to get like more network subscriptions or network buys, whatever. Off yeah. the off people, I'm guessing because it's. But at the same time, it's like, why Survivor Series? Why now? Why not a year ago? Why not? Yeah, five years ago. Why not? I mean, why not when he still was in shape? Yeah, you know. Why wait until, like you say, it's been 12 years mm. since he last was in a, in a wrestling ring. It's not like he's gone and done indie shows or anything like that since. Yeah, yeah? He stopped yeah. wrestling. He stopped applying his craft. He's made that much money that he didn't have to keep doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah? No, I don't, I don't. And now you're like, oh, yeah, he can come back. Yeah. Uh, no. Just no. Because <laughs> I bet, I guarantee you he's not like... If he, okay, he blames it on ring rust for him nearly fucking up his own move. Mm. Yeah, guarantee he's not in the ring with somebody trying to perfect it. Yeah, guarantee he's not doing anything. Mm. He's still just, you know, sat at home waiting for his next check. <laughs> you know, nah, not for me. Yeah, not for me. I prefer to remember Goldberg is what he was. It's on this Sunday, so I'm and I'm off work, so I'll play well, stay up and watch it. Uh, I won't because I don't have a subscription. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I always say come round me at work on Monday haven't you so. yes I do um, at least I do at the moment yeah <laughs> uh, sick day say that for Mania and we'll do it like we'll do like a, a full Mania one like whilst watching Mania 
Just listen to us get progressively drunker and <laughs> eat, eat chips and pizza as we talk about Mania. That sounds like a plan. That sounds like a plan. We'll get uh, can see if we can get Cassidy down from the Moochcast. Yeah, sorry, Mooch TV. The Wrestle Moochcast. Wrestle Moochie. We'll start Moochcasting. <laughs> So, yeah, I need to get them back on at some point. But that's for another show. True. Um, but yeah, sort of sticking with Survivor Series, I'm spitting polo on my keyboard. Uh, never mind. Sort of sticking with Survivor Series, Shane McMahon's replaced Baron Corbin. Yeah, but I understand why they did it. Because they've, Well, they've done it because they think Shane McMahon's a draw. Um, and they were worried about low buy rates for Survivor Series. Now, A... They shouldn't be expecting low buy rates for Survivor Series because that's the whole point you've brought Goldberg in. So you can boost the ratings for the yeah. Survivor Series. And if that's not working, Shane Mack ain't going to make no difference. Yeah. Because again, <laughs> it's another man who's kind of old now. And the unfortunate thing is they've done it, they've done, in doing it, they've kind of jettisoned who they believed was one of their up and coming stars who probably could have done with a rub. Mm. Uh, more than anything, and instead they've gone. Oh no, no, no! We, we're, we're gonna, it's it's not going to work. It's not going to work. They panicked yeah, and changed yeah. it, which is the worst thing you can do. <laughs> and as we discussed before, the, if they're going to do something, they have to stick with it. Yeah. And if they want put if they want to put Baron Corbin over, which it seems like they do, you have to stick with it. Yeah. Um, then what if what if I just thought though when you're saying that what it just came to mind then so what if they have Shane O'Mac is on Team Smackdown yeah and Baron Corbin comes out and attacks Shane O'Mac yeah causes Shane O'Mac to get eliminated and then sort of I'm on Team Raw sort of and just says fuck you Smackdown I'm going to Raw sort of thing um that would actually be quite good uh the only thing that the only problem with that is is how would he be on Raw without them knowing? Because I'm guessing they're at a point where you have to trade people. Yeah? So it's not going to be like, oh, well, he was signed to a contract for this long and then he couldn't agree a contract. Because as soon as you realised con- he wasn't going to agree a contract, you would have tried to trade him. Yeah. And so you've already talked about the ability to trade people. So I don't understand why they just let his contract run out. Yeah. Um you'll just end up with people defecting every other week mm. if they can just do it without contracts. So trades wouldn't make any sense. Yeah. So, the, but would I think it'd be good to have him do something like that? Obviously, but not not switch the team role, but just come out and interfere mm. and help team role win because he's pissed off about yeah. being pulled from the card. Yeah, that I'd like. That would be quite good because then you could set up a feud with anyone on the SmackDown roster. Mm. Yeah, it doesn't necessarily have to then be him versus Shane O'Mac because I don't really want to see Shane O'Mac do more singles matches. He's <laughs> been and done it. Like I say, he's old. He's an old man now. Yeah, and I want to. I think one thing they need to get away from is keep putting old people in matches. Mm. So like, oh well, this guy was important twenty years ago. Let's put him in a match and we'll get all the same hype. Yeah. No, you won't. No, you won't. Yeah, the hype died then. The hype died way back then. Yeah, and the hype okay, died there's a, there's and a, he's a no way near as good as he was. Yeah, there's a tiny bit of nostalgia, yes, 
but that doesn't mean that I want to see him in the ring. Yeah. Yeah. Nostalgia isn't a good enough reason for somebody who isn't in shape and who isn't an active wrestler to wrestle. Mm. And unfortunately, I think that's kind of what they're looking at with Shane O'Mac being in it because yeah. <laughs> he's not an active wrestler. He is an old man, but nostalgia says that, oh, well, people will buy it because he's the, on it because he always does something stupid. Yeah, I was about to say that. The problem with Shane is he's essentially a spot monkey. Yeah. So what's he going to do at Survivor Series to make him stand out? He's like, going to do one spot. Yeah. That's all he'll do. Honestly, I think he'll do one thing in the whole match. He'll do one spot and that'll be it. Mm. Um, but I'm happy with that. Fine. Do one spot with a trash can or something. You yeah. know, do one spot. Do do the elbow drop off the top through the announce table. Yeah. Do that once. Otherwise, don't wrestle. Yeah. Please, God, don't be in the match. <laughs> don't. Because you don't need to be. Mm. We don't need you there. Yeah, I wouldn't have minded if he just interfered and done something like that. That would have been probably been better. Yeah, but obviously you don't get the same, you know, draw because you don't. They don't. You've not advertised it. He's going to be on the pay per view, mm. so you don't get. Like I say, you don't get that gratification in terms of numbers with people knowing he's going to be on it. Yeah, um, but it's not. So I don't think it's particularly safe because he was never trained. Um, and I don't think it's a good idea. But, I don't know. What do you think? I just think it only hurts Cor- it hurts Corbin unless he interferes and puts over the other guys. And it, you know, could even hurt Shane Mac physically. Well, the only thing I just thought of then was like, um, they did the uh, Battle Royal or something a few years ago. And there was... It was dogs having a mad half hour. Um, what it's doing? There was a time it was like they had to work. You could, at the end of this battle royal, you could win a contract to like an ironclad contract for a year or something. Oh yeah, yeah. The Big Show won it. No, it's uh, Test won it, didn't he? Did he? There was something. I remember test. the Big Show winning one. I think Test won one as well. Oh no, the Big Show didn't win it. The Big Show just got given one. Yeah. And then it was a load of shit. Yeah. No, there was a thing. It was like you could win this contract where you were like. Apparently secure from being like fired or mm. for a year or something like that, or you're like right. safe on your brand yeah. for a year. And te- uh, so- someone took out Scotty Too Hotty from it, right? And then all of a sudden, oh, I'll replace Scotty Too Hotty. Said Test, yeah. <laughs> Who then went on to win it, yeah. Um, so what if they did the sort of same thing like take Shane O'Mac out? Someone Shane O'Mac gets taken out backstage somehow, yeah. Um, Oh, I don't know who did, but I'll step back in for him. Yeah, yeah. It was me, Austin. <laughs> <laughs> they could do something like that. I know. I just, I think the match will ultimately be better if Corbin's in it. Yeah. Um. I mean, the other way to look at it is he doesn't have to get pinned mm. if he's not in the match. But then Braun Strowman's going to have to get pinned. And they don't really want to do that either. So, I suppose that way you could have Strowman go over. You have Strowman go over, or like he gets double counted out or something, or double DQ. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, well, yeah, that could have been the... So he doesn't get pinned. Yeah, yeah. I can see that happening. If they want to like, still make him look good, but protect him. Yeah, yeah. It'll be, oh, well, it's a double count out. You know that's what they're going to try and do. Because yeah. I think they are looking to push this guy to the moon. Mm. So he's going to be protected in some way. Yeah. 
I just don't, I don't see SmackDown going over. To be honest, I can easily see them getting beat. Mm. Um, I hope they book it right because there's a, there's a there's a chance that they could make this really really bad, and like have it be basically a squash, and it just be AJ Styles and Shane O'Mac versus the whole Raw team. I could see that happening. But then I can see them having like Shane might take out like three of them in one go or something. Yeah, yeah. Which would be shit. Yeah. Shane Mac doesn't need to go over anyone. Yeah. Shane Mac just needs to do, come in, do that one spot. Them mm. two are out. Like that's the way you do. You take Strowman out of the match. Have every so you end up in your. Schm- There's always going to be a schmaz. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You end up in your schmaz point. He gets laid out, laid on the announce table. Shane Mac off the top through the announce table. They're out. Yeah. That's it. So they don't come back. Yeah. Yeah. So you write them off. And then you have the rest of the match. Yeah. Yeah. That's how you protect Strowman because that's something, you know, that, that take out most people. Yeah. Um, so, fine. I'm quite happy with that. He's protected. It's a big move. Shane Mac doesn't have to do a lot. Comes in, does his one spot. He's protected in, physically <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. And then you can actually have a decent match with the rest of them. That That might make sense. Works for me. I think that's yeah. I think that's the way I'd look at doing it because I want to protect them both. So yeah, I think that's where I'd go with that. Cool. Yeah. So I'll watch it and let you know. Yeah, you'll have to. <laughs> you might get a text on Monday saying "fuck this company." But... <laughs> <laughs> so. but yeah. Uh, Following from that, Shawn Michaels has a new job. Yeah, it's all. But he's only working with, yeah. He's he's it's not headed ve- developmental, is he? That's still blue. Uh, yeah, right, blue. But he's like, he's basically been placed as like the I think he's like sort of in Dusty's role of like the head of create the head of the performance center. Right. Like okay. Um. But it's like a lot of people have said it's going to elevate people's performances to another level. Well, I think. Like, that, the idea behind it is that when somebody's about is ready to come to the main roster, which what I read is, that's the person he'll be working with. So there might be five guys a year, yeah. five to ten guys a year, maybe, that come from NXT and go to the main roster. And his job will be A, to evaluate them, mm-hmm. and then B, get them to a position where Yes, they're ready for our, the main roster. Yeah. So, whether that, so it'll be like working on their weaknesses. Because f- though I'm not a fan of Shawn Michaels as a wrestler, never have been. Um, Don't he hate is, us, uh, Dan, uh, David. Look at you, Dan, then, but David. David is a massive uh, HBK fan. Well, so. <laughs> I say it, each to their own, though. Yeah, it's just, I'm not saying that I don't think he was talented, because he was. I don't think he was as talented as people say he was. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I don't think he's the greatest of all time, by any stretch of the imagination. But he is a good all-around performer. He's a good performer, not necessarily an actual wrestler, a good performer. And one of the things that you'll you'll see from, you know, what the, what they'll be trying to do with the guys from NXT is there'll be a certain weakness that each one of them will have. Yeah. Like, for example, Apollo Crews, he doesn't have a character. Mm. Yeah, he doesn't have a gimmick. 
Well, Shawn Michaels can help them get something. Yeah. Yeah. So, oh, you're not very good on the mic. Shawn Michaels is good on the mic. Shawn Michaels is very good on the mic. So, yeah. will his talent, will his skills be transferable to the, this person? Mm. So then we can build them, but, you know, use yeah. him to help elevate them and build them. And that's my understanding of what his role is. Um, I think it's a good appointment if that's what it is. Mm. I think it's a very good appointment because, like I say, he is a very good all rounder. Yeah, yeah. And he has skills that, in theory, should be transferable. Mm. Um, and he's also very good for, like, to, I'm guessing, words of for is like keep people grounded so to speak because of his story yeah, yeah. of uh, the massive lows that he's been to mm. and like then becoming a reformed Christian etc yeah. he's he will have a lot of very honest truths and honest stories that yeah. will make the, you think twice yeah so he will be able to pass on that experience and that wisdom to these young guys mm. so that they won't in theory, they won't make the same mistakes. Yeah. Well, there is like things like the, I know the performance center even has probably like their classes on your finances and how to manage your finances and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. Which I think is pretty good. That it's, is really good. Well, that that's that's it. It's, money management and stuff like that. But it's the thing is like this business is a very you have a short lifespan. Yeah. yeah, unless you are super over, you have a short or like a really really good worker. Mm. Yeah, like Scotty Too High. Yeah, or or Funaki or somebody like that. Yeah, Funaki. But they, they stuck around forever. Boy. Funaki is a boy. Yeah, they, but they stuck around forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, I think Funaki just does the Japanese commentary. No, he does Japanese commentary, but he also I think he's like a uh, an agent as well. Yeah, like a backstage agent. So you can. There is the opportunity for longevity, but most people don't have that. Yeah. So you might earn your big money for a very short period of time. And if you've got, you know, if you've had these classes that say how you can manage it and how you can say, right? So you don't think, just got 250 grand, I'm going to go blow 250 grand yeah. in two months, yeah? Or in a year. You'll always be manageable. It'll mm. always, you know, it makes life you learn the life lessons that you still need it's you, you know yeah. you don't get starstruck straight away yeah it's, uh, you say the, perfor- the, the, the performance has only ever was only ever going to be a good thing yeah and bringing in somebody like Shawn Michaels can only help people improve mm. especially in that niche role that he'll have he won't have too much pressure of training everyone who's there or anything yeah. like that he will have certain people he can focus on and work with to get them to you know not saying main event talent, but main roster talent. Yeah, yeah, get them to that level. So I'm, I say, I think it's, it can only be a good thing. Yeah, I don't know. What What do you think? Again, it's only going to be good things that come out of it. Yeah, it's he's he's been on the road. He's he's put his time in. Yeah. He knows what he's doing. It's not like they brought somebody in who'd only been there for a cup of coffee and, you know, lasted a couple of months and then disappeared. Yeah, but is now a great motivational speaker. Mm. Yeah. It's, he's, you know, one of the biggest stars of all time. Yeah. You know, you listen to this guy. Yeah. And it's something that's, there's there's someone who, they could be a great wrestler shit on the mic or yeah. whatever or vice versa or there could be 
excel at one thing and not at something else, but then you have a guy who can... Yeah. Like they always said it was like, if it was three things that make up, um, someone was like, I can't remember what they were, there was like the, the ability, the promos and something else. And people always said, like, Shawn Michaels had all three. And then there's people like, like, if he was like, Jake Roberts had a couple of them. Yeah. If he didn't have all three that you needed, like, that sort of the triangle sort of thing. Um, so, yeah, it's only a good thing. And I think you're going to see, over the next couple of years, I think you're going to see a vast improvement. Like, not, not that there's NXT is not doing good already, but I think you're going to see a vast improvement of people. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think especially yeah. as, like, I'm guessing. Well, what's going to happen? Well, yeah. What's going to happen is the talent that they're bringing in from other companies is getting less and less. Mm. Yeah, because you've got all the big guys. Yeah, yeah. So there's still going to be the odd one who comes through one of these little companies and stands out like a shooting star type. Yeah, yeah. But you're going to have to start developing people from like, like a better description, the grassroots in the performance center. Yeah. So they come in, never had a match, never done anything. But they need, so they need guidance, mm. yeah. And you're gonna some of these guys or girls are gonna have to get to that talent, yeah. Because yeah? you've got to replenish the pool, yeah. So if they've been there from day one, working the WWE staff from day one, it can only help, mm. yeah. If you get to a certain point, there's guarantee, like you say, you can guarantee there's going to be something missing. Yeah. Yeah. One, it might, you know, it might just be that you're not that great on the mic. Sean mm. Michaels is going to make you great on the mic. Yeah. yeah. And he's competent. So, say good things. Good things. Good things. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, but speaking with like the performance center and NXT, sort of, um, Akira Tozawa. Well, Hashakiri Tozawa, Tawaza, as a towel guy from Peter Dew called him. Um, yeah, Akira Tozawa is relocating to Florida to become part of the 205 Live show, which is the Cruiserweight special show on the network. Yeah. Again, a good thing. It's going to be just like the, like we discussed before with uh, you know the possibility of ROH being on the network and stuff like that. Yeah. This is another breeding ground. Mm-hmm. That they, they they're creating for themselves, because I, I obviously they're trying they're trying to build on you know they're trying to recreate the success that Cruiserweights had in WCW now they're having in Lucha Underground yeah and whatnot and they do feel a li- like when you do Cruiserweight matches on Raw it almost does feel a little disjointed mm. it's. Because they are like standalone yeah. as a group rather than as like an individual. Yeah. Um, they don't get involved in anything outside of their group. Mm. Yeah. So having their own show to me makes a slightly more sense than having them, you know, on the individual shows because yeah. they're not really going to be involved in matches. Yeah. Um, and I don't, I, and I think. It's almost more niche than the WWE is in itself. Yeah. So again, you'll get. I think it adds more subscribers. It makes. It gives something. You know, it gives you something else to put out there that people want to watch. Mm. And Akira Tozawa is a great wrestler. I haven't seen him live. Uh, yeah. 
Um, and his style fits in very well because it's yeah. very different and it's that strong style that everybody likes that Shinsuke Nakamura does. Mm. And, you know, he's a little bit... Obviously, he's a smaller guy. That's yeah. what he's in the cruiserweight division. But he's... He's really, really talented. And getting guys like that on that show can only yeah. be good. And, I mean, I the way I'd almost look at that show is you can... Finn Balor's a small guy mm. and is in the main event. Yeah, Finn Balor's less than 205 pounds. Yeah. He's in the main event. So there's going to be, I don't think, you know, I look at the two people who've held the Cruiserweight title so far, TJ Perkins and Brian Kendrick, neither of them are going to make, you're going to be anywhere. They're yeah. not going to go, they don't have it. Mm. Brian Kendrick, they tried that before and he didn't have it. Mm. Yeah. And they brought him back and he still doesn't have it. He still can't draw yeah. on his own. But people like Ayabushi, Tozawa, Nomdar do have the ability to then go and be that draw, yeah? yeah. So you'll tune in to watch the Cruiserweight Classic. Well, the Cruiserweight Classic, the two hundred and five yeah. pound show, two or five live. Yeah, two or five live. Watch some great live matches, and then they can springboard from that onto the main show. Yeah. Or spring, you know, you can still have them appear in NXT, fine. But again, you've got that springboard, and you've got. You know, you are. You've got another avenue to generate more stars. Mm. Yeah. Like, I mean, I think Ayabushi's probably one of the greatest wrestlers I've ever watched. Like, and I won't. Well, that. And, there, there was something I read today yeah. where it's the they offered him a five year deal. Right. They turned it down. They offered him a three year deal. Turned it down. They offered him a two year deal. Turned it down. Because he doesn't want to be tied down to any yeah, specific well, company. He doesn't want to be tied down to one company. Right, but he said I'm, I'm open to the to working openly with them. Yeah, but I want to. He wants to continue being like a freelance wrestler. Right, so he's never gonna. Well, the unfortunate thing with that is they just they're gonna use you to put other people over. Yeah, which may in turn diminish your stock elsewhere. Mm. So you have to make the decision of: Are they going to pay me enough money on a per match basis? Yeah, for me to still draw elsewhere because. Mm. The because each match I have in WWE, I'm probably going to get beat. Yeah. So that's up to him. I wish he'd taken a contract. Mm. Um, just because, <laughs> honest, what actually he should do is he should ask for something uh, deals very similar to what Styles has, in that you get brought in, but you don't go, you don't get brought in and then go into NXT. You get brought in, and you go to the main show, you go to the top. Yeah. Yeah. You know your value. AJ Styles knew his worth. He knew his value. They yeah. wanted him. Yeah, he'd worked 20, 10, 15, 20 years, whatever it was, to get to this point. Yeah. And they came to him and said, right, we want you. Yeah. Well, okay, I make this much money. So you have to A, make, pay me more, and I ain't coming in and sitting in no NXT. I'm getting paid and I'm getting in the main event. I'm yeah. getting a big push. And look where he is. Yeah, and it worked. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, it worked. Didn't have to change well, his name, didn't have to change his gimmick, didn't have to change any of that. It worked, and Ibushi should ask for the same. I don't yeah. understand. That's if that's what he needs. With, with AJ, that was part of that thing of like he was in TNA, so they made him an offer, and he's like, I can get more than that in Japan. Yeah. So he went to Japan. Then look what I can do. Yeah. I've just won the championship. Yeah. For the biggest company in Japan. Yeah. And I'm also part of the biggest stable in Japan. So like, all right, you. 
well, can reconsider that offer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but again, the world have been, you know, it, it wasn't obviously openly discussed, but it, it's been rumoured there were guarantees in this contract of how he would t- be treated and how yeah. he would be used. Mm. As for that. Yeah. As for what you want, because... S- you know, you're trusting by saying that you want to work freelance. You're trusting in yourself and in that people will pay you, yeah, yeah, more money to do this freelance stuff than you're making the WWE. Mm. Just working there on your own. Yeah. So, all right, well, sit down. How much am I making? So let's. I don't know. Let's say he makes three million dollars. Right. Oh, what I actually want is, I'll sign a three-year contract at four million dollars. Mm. But I want guarantees. So I want X amount of my merch. I still want to be able to sell my own merch. Yeah. I want to be able to, you know, I want this match or I want this, you know, I want this run. Or, you know, I want a guarantee of something. Mm. Yeah. And I'm not saying that everybody will get it because trust me, they won't. But somebody like that who has that drawing power, who is known worldwide. Yeah can make these demands. I'm mm. pretty confident Tozawa will have made certain demands mm. because I know he got paid well in Japan. Yeah. I know he gets paid when he comes over here. So they must have given, given him a guarantee of, of value yeah. and I wouldn't be surprised if they bought his house or pay his rent yeah. Yeah, while he's there to 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 come and do this. Mm. Yeah, there's, The WWE is in a position where they can invest and they will if you're the right star. Yeah. yeah, trust that you are. Oh yeah, that's that's the way I see it. Um, so yeah, <laughs> follow on from that. So we'll start wrapping up after the well, we'll wrap up after this one. Okay. Um, Billy Corgan, he's done with TNA once again. Yeah, well, I wasn't even sure he was in TNA. To be honest, <laughs> yeah. he like it was like a cup of coffee. Uh, he came in, saved. What, invested three hundred thousand dollars or something. Saved More a couple. Was it a few million? Jesus, saved a couple of pay per views anyway, and then they ousted him. Yeah, uh, and I don't quite understand how. I'm assuming it's going to be a long, drawn out legal battle. It's apparently it's been settled already now. Oh right, has it? Yeah. So I'm he, assuming he got paid. He wanted ownership. Um, you see, this is what I don't get. He wanted ownership, right? But he. I, my understanding was he paid X amount of money to get ownership. He didn't just give them money as a loan. Yeah. Yeah. There must have been something that they've taken that he's, you know, got ri- If it's done correctly, there must have been a contract that said, well, this is what I'm getting for my money. Yeah. Yeah. There was, well, he gave them sort of a loan on the premise that he would get, pay- get pay- paid back. Right. Which was something like 2.1 million or something. Jesus. Um,. And but then he was sort of he's like I want to go for majority I want to be the majority shareholder of TNA right um, which was denied so he's then it ended up in the court battle because he hadn't been paid back the money when he was told he was owed it or something like that yeah after, after a six month period I want it paid back or something yeah like that. yeah um, he got thrown out of court or something like that some legal mumbo jumbo in it right okay then the TNA again found a financial backer or something like fuck knows how. And so they cleared Corgan's debt. Right. But then it's still somehow afloat. <laughs> but he pretty much did cover the finances for their last pay-per-view. 
Right. So I think it's like Bound for Glory or something. There was, there's yeah. like, it was undecided still up until like the Thursday before it that he was going ahead. Even though Dixie Carter was constantly like, yes, the paper was definitely going ahead on on Sunday. Um, yeah, but didn't it get like 10,000 buys or something daft? It was shit buys, yeah. Yeah. Was... And they had Sandow go over and win the title. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they brought in this new title where it's like a rounds system. Right. Because like, there's the TNA World Championship. And right. then there's this other title. Which is fought in right? It's like you have five three-minute rounds or something, or six three-minute rounds or something like that. Right. It's based on like judges scoring. It's a really fucking weird system. That sounds retarded. Right. <laughs> okay. Um, TNA is dead. I don't care if they've got a new financial backer or not. As long as Dixie Carter is involved with that company, it's dead. It's done. Mm. She is the worst wrestling promoter in history. There is no one who's killed a company so fast. (laughs) Fail number one. Well, no, fail one of many. Hiring Hulk Hogan to run your show. No. The problem with TNA is TNA always thought, oh, we can compete with the WWE. No, you can't. Know your role and shut your mouth, right? As The Rock would say. You know what you are good at. And what they were good at was putting on entertaining matches because they had entertaining people in those matches. We had AJ Styles, Christopher Daniels, Samoa Joe. Even when you brought Kurt Angle over, still entertaining because he could still go. Unfortunately, you decided to give all these crazy old people creative control Mm. in their contracts. WCW did that and it didn't work. Yeah. So why have you done the same damn thing? <laughs> because people don't learn. Mm. Because people don't think. They don't look at what happened before. So Hulk Hogan and Eric Bischoff, massive waste of money and time. Yeah. Ruined everything. So let's try and save it. We'll bring in the Hardy Boys. No, that's not going to work. But okay, carry on. And uh, we'll... Um, you know, we'll we'll try and get back to having the good matches and the entertaining and this, that and the other and we'll try and make it a bit more like gritty and back to... The... Right, okay, fine. So you've tried to do that. It's failing. Yeah. Because you... People don't trust you anymore. Oh, let's put more Dixie on the show. Tumbleweed. Crickets. There, there was like when it was like TNA version 4,621.2. <laughs> Um, there was talk of them at one point having like, oh, you're going to get to see inside the wrestlers' lives as we follow them on the road and stuff. You're going to get to see them at any point you want by because we're going to have cameras constantly on them and stuff. And it's like, I don't want to see AJ Styles sat in a hotel taking a shit. Yeah. Reading TNA magazine or something. Yeah. Because like, he's getting paid to read it. Yeah. No. But it, it's like, at the same time, it's not a reality show. I don't want to log on and... Oh, I wonder what James Storm's up to at the moment. He's like, yeah. here I am, sat in Burger King, about to eat this bloody real with cheese. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know. No, it, again, that's that's not what people want. They did... Um, like, uh, no, I didn't watch it, because I don't... Uh, I turned off TNA years ago, because it just got so bad. Um, they did... They brought back the ECW originals. Yeah. And dropped them out. Yeah. And then they cried, literally cried, 
and got another match and they jobbed them out and then they cried some more and then they jobbed them out and then they cried some more one more chance Dixie and then they jobbed them out and then they got a, t- a pay-per-view for it yeah and then they got a whole ECW pay-per-view well guess what WWE had already done it and done it better than you probably with better production than you and the guys were what eight years younger maybe even ten years younger then yeah. so could still kind of go a bit now they're just old and it's not entertaining yeah. anymore. Um, they weren't the greatest of wrestlers back in the day. They're definitely not now. Yeah. yeah? Learn. WWE tried to completely reboot ECW and nobody wanted to buy it. Yeah. So then it ended up on sci-fi. <laughs> and we all know how that went. Um, you know... <sighs> They don't learn. They don't learn from the mistakes. They don't even build stars. Then they put they put the belt on um, EC3, who was entertaining. Yeah. I actually quite like him. He was he was good on the mic. Matches were never the greatest of all time, but it was it was still he was entertaining. Imp- he was improving stuff. slowly over yeah, time. Yeah, he was improving, but he was really really good on the mic. Really charismatic. The character fit him perfectly, and then they jumped him out. Small guys. Yeah. And. Yeah, I don't even know what he's doing now. I don't even know if he's in the title picture or not. Probably not. I don't even know yeah, anymore. Probably stuck in mid card hell. <laughs> and, you know, again, Damien Sandow couldn't get over in WWE, so he left. And the first thing you do is he comes back and in his first match wins a title. Yeah, something like that. What? What to building the guys that you've got? <laughs> and, like, you know, I know they're, they're not on Challenge TV anymore, so we won't get them over here in the UK. Um, once that contract's done, it's done. They've not. Uh, my understanding is they haven't found anybody else to show it over no, here. No, no. Um, I don't know if they've got a TV deal in America. It's probably a very limited one if they do. More and the only one constant through it all is Dixie Carter. Yeah. So why is she still employed? Because I get because it's not like her mummy and daddy own the company anymore. Or they're even financially backing it. Yeah. Why is she still involved? She is the worst wrestling promoter in the history of wrestling. She's shit on the mic. She has all these grand ideas, but goes about them the completely the wrong way. You know... Oh, there's two constants of TNA, TNA I've just thought of. Go on. You have the rash as well. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> the rash has been with TNA since day one. And even after the infamous tweet, which we're going to talk about on the next episode, which is the list of the topic one, he still has a job. Um, well, I don't know whose uh, cock he's sucking. <laughs> um, <laughs> probably Dixie's. I'm sure she has coils it sometimes. Um, <laughs> well, there was a time, oh, who has the coolest boss in the world? Oh yeah, <laughs> I remember him doing that on like the live shows. Yeah, being there like, and I work for like the coolest boss ever, and she's like the greatest wrestling promoter ever, and it was just like, oh my god. And I worked for the greatest company ever. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> you, you you obviously couldn't hear that because he just did a wanking motion. <laughs> um, but like. I mean, we went because it was cheap. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, but, you know, it's... 
it's trying to take WWE's cast-offs who you overpay and make them into something that the WWE couldn't make them into. And that is, if the WWE can't do it, you can't do it. Yeah. There's the odd one who do, who makes it after the leave. Mm. Um, Cody Rhodes looks like he's going to be one. But Cody Rhodes was always talented and left in his own terms. Yeah. yeah? He chose to leave. He wasn't fired. Yeah. yeah? Drew McIntyre, as he was in WWE, looks like one. He's improved immensely that I've seen on the indie stuff and since he left. Mm. He looks like he might make it. Nobody else I can think of has actually made it since they left. They leave and they fall. And they try and stop falling, but they keep falling. Kurt Angle left WWE because of medical issues that the WWE highlighted. TNA ignored them all, hired him, gave him creative control, and the man was off his skull on painkillers the whole time. Yeah. By his own admission, yeah, and look at what happened. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I remember watching. I tried to watch it like a couple of years ago, and I think MVP was like a part owner right. of it. Kurt Angle was the general manager, and they were arguing in the ring. And Kurt Angle was like, "I can't wrestle anymore. This is like my, my last wrestling match was last week, and I can never do it again because I've got all these problems. And I'm just now the general manager." Two minutes later, I had a wrestling match. Yeah. <laughs> Booking. <laughs> so you wasted my time. Um, the company was a waste of time, to be honest. Um, it's not going to get back out of the mire that it's stuck in until somebody makes a massive change, sells the library, because that's what they have to. If WWE even remotely is interested, sell it. Yeah. Sell it for all it's worth. Start from scratch. Kill the name. Get rid of that. That was Billy Corgan's plan. Yeah. And Kill start from the TNA name and start yeah. again. You had to. You have to. It's dead in the water. Yeah. People hear TNA and don't think, oh, I'm going to watch that. People hear TNA and think, ah, ah, I didn't know that still existed. What? What? I'm not putting that on. No way. No way. I don't, I, 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 there's not enough alcohol in the world <laughs> to get through a TNA pay-per-view. <laughs> there isn't. Yeah. There just isn't. <laughs> there's nothing to watch for. Oh, except DC3. Triple H, if you're watching, hire that man. He originally did, and then... Yeah, no, but hire him again. <laughs> Bring him back. He's one of those who's gone away and improved. Bring him back. Yeah. As EC3. Just call him something else. Free CE. Well, no, I, I don't know. <laughs> Play him as, like... Derek Bateman. Uh, no, like put him as, like, Triple H's bastard child or something like that, <laughs> and he's still acting like he's, like, the rich pont. It'd be mint. <laughs> It'd be excellent. <laughs> oh, uh, this is... Uh, a guy who's almost my age, but he is definitely my bastard child. <laughs> yeah, and he's like walking around all royal and shit. Badass. Badass. Oh, Cocky man. because he can be. <laughs> my daddy was a show. <laughs> <laughs> We've got the same massive nose and everything. <laughs> oh, Epic. <laughs> Epically good. I mean, the pedigree. Yeah, fuck it. <laughs> Why not? Does the knee smash, pedigree, does all, like, the, like the Triple H three moves a day, just does it all. Be amazing. 
carbon copy of Triple H. Yeah, it'd actually get over as well. <laughs> it would seriously get over. It'd be funny. <laughs> yeah, if Jay Lethal oh, doing Macho yeah. Man impressions gets over, that's getting over. <laughs> but yes, TNA, don't watch it. Oh, I'd never intend to, mate. It's... Just don't. No, I haven't for a long time and never will again. No. So. <laughs> yeah, no. So, yeah. Um, anything you want to add? Uh, no, not off the top of my head. I think we've discussed everything that I had like, in mind. Yeah. Um. I don't think it's quite the three-hour epics that we've had before. Well, it's sitting on two twenty-seven currently. That's still long, though. So, yeah, still a good one. It would be like, like I said last night, if we covered everything on our, on our list, it'd be the six-hour epic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, well, we can save these things. That's the joy of being on demand, isn't it, Tass? She's secretly nodding. Yes, aren't you, little bastard? Yeah. So yeah, um, that's all from Bunkle. I think that's pretty much all from me currently for this episode. Huh? Um, so yeah, find us on Facebook, Twitter, at Lost Art Podcast, Instagram. I think that's all my social medias. We need a Lost Art Kayfabe channel. No. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> Fine. Be that way. <laughs> Quiet blue blood. <laughs> The Blue Blood, Jimmy the Boy, Jimmy the Boy of Uncle. Blue Blood? Yeah. yeah, I'll go with that, why not? The baddest Blue Blood. Fuck that, I'm the man of a thousand gimmicks. <laughs> <laughs> Gimmick number one! <laughs> Gimmick number one. The, uh, the UPS guy, the delivery man. <laughs> Finisher of a package power driver and a small package. <laughs> small package roll up. Hell yeah. You have to end every promo with signed, sealed, delivered. <laughs> but no, from myself, Coxie, and the mailman, the blue blood. The blue blooded mailman boy. The blue blooded mail boy man. I'm all of those things. <laughs> the, the, the baddest blue blood. Mailman. Coxie's actually like struggling to come up with nicknames now. <laughs> Don't worry, episode, next episode, like next month, like I'll have a full like ten pages worth of gimmicks for you. <laughs> no, from myself and Billy the Boy Bunkle. This is the lost art of wrestling. Shut up. Okay, <laughs> In crayon. You'll get it one day. <laughs> Uh, you've been listening. Thank you very much. See ya.